Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. Beyond the Forgotten Realms and perhaps not far from Exandria, Atlaran and her two moon sky have seen leviathans, dissolutions, divine gates, and calamities. And that's only the last 5,000 years. Perhaps most distinct for her scars, Atlaran is host to a number of sacred or cursed sites, depending on whether you ask Bahamut or Asmodeus. Or perhaps you'll ask the old Balin gods, whom the world herself and her moons and star are named after. These places, like Mount Gear, the Monomarig Meteor, Drosdana, the Dawn Deep Trench, the Shattered Continent, the Greenhall Sea, the entirety of Garrett Eldathos, they all play parts in the world's fate. But it's the people that truly shape it. And every so often, little windows of time, short glimpses into exceptional people's lives, are plucked from the midst of the chaotic centuries, and we call them stories. They're not always epics of heroism and bravery. Quite the contrary. Every hero was once a bumbling fool, or a selfish mercenary looking to make a platinum. Or, in most cases, both. And that brings us to our particular window in time. Following in the footsteps of a scorned bard and her unlikely lone wolf companion. Or, perhaps lone coyote is more apt. Marin Veneer, a half-elven fighter with a love of freedom and gunpowder and a former bard relearning her musical skills. Marin was the daughter to a frail sun-elf laundress who passed away when she was still young. Left to care for her half-sister Sylphie alone, Marin grew up far too fast. In her desperation to keep her sister from starving, Marin accepted help from the Alteras and was lured into their poisonous web of abuse, theft, and murder. Forced to kill and torture, often those unsuspecting and even undeserving, eventually Marin dared to question her adoptive father Alistair and was slaughtered on the spot by her brothers just before she was 18. Sylphie was left to flee alone, but ten years later Marin awoke, revived by the Heidling cult. Sickly but determined, she recovered thanks to powerful magics and the apparent interest of Cynthia Moore, mother of the new King of the Arbiters, Silas Moore III. And, by Cynthia's order, Marin was given as a gift to Silas in the hopes that she would become his subservient partner, a suitable wife that would not question the Moore family thanks to her debt to them. Marin, however, had the spark of rebellion in her soul by then and wasn't about to be controlled again. When Silas proved he supported her in the freedom of those crushed by the Arbiters, Marin reluctantly fell in love. Now with her fiancé at her back and the work to be done, Marin is ready for the long road ahead. She'll make sure no one suffers under the boot of the Arbiters or the Heidelin cult ever again. Kit. Just Kit, a shifter or elusir of the coyote totem and mildly devout cleric of Savros, the Balin god of mischief and wanderers. Originally hailing from Amnoblin as part of a group of natives called the Manamar and Dalmaric, Kit's people have always been harassed by the Skull or outsiders who seek to take their ancestral lands and waters. Kit's particular tribe was attacked when he was young, rendering himself and his brother Ren orphans and forcing their tribe to flee their home continent altogether. They found refuge in Irakel, but struggled to adjust to the change from sub-Arctic to equatorial desert. 
trusting in the sacred Mount Gear, heart of the world, to watch over them. Kit's people settled in the northern savannas, but Kit never settled, aimlessly causing trouble to Skull and taking mercenary contracts to send money home since he was 15. Kit has become a person of interest to the Guild of Wardens, enforcers who help keep the common laws. Thanks to Dana Fioris, a former troublemaking comrade who eventually went straight and became a warden herself, Kit has quite the dossier with the wardens and rarely struggles to find work at their guild. And now, alongside Sylphie, Kit has his own scores to settle with the Arbiters, though breaking apart an organization of kidnappers and slavers would be reason enough to destroy them. Oh, hi, everybody. Oh, hi. Hello, everybody. We're fucking back. We, Welcome indeed. to the Lauren Adventuring Company. My name is Taylor Wallace. I'll be your, your dungeon master today, as per usual. I'm joined by Astrid Knight. Hello. And Blake Wolf. Yo. Yo. Love the excitement. Love the energy. All right. This is all I got. Hello. <laughs> happy happy one year y'all it was last week but we weren't yeah. here oh that's right man we've played 47 times in a year that's like not bad we only missed five chances to play yeah. this is the most consistent campaign i've literally ever had oh geez so yeah, I mean, no pressure too, honestly in in college we played like every other day basically whenever any of us weren't doing anything so i guess that was technically more consistent but there was no schedule yeah and we would play for like eight to twelve hours so you know yeah i don't think that counts for consistency that's just a bunch of college kids refusing to sleep uh fair last time game number 47 episode 31 Garrett Aldathos. Uh You guys finally escaped Yule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, woke up the morning of Yon 10th. Um, you spent another night in the Monomarig. Uh, Senna was there with you. She had had... Yay! Hormog! Um, Senna had spent the night there as well. She had passed out after transferring the Meridhide staff to Silas. Um, letting you guys on to the idea that transferring these staves is very taxing for her. Uh, Kit had a dream of a dark, skeletal, staticky figure. I dreamed that a dream. demanded that demanded the return of the Orden or for Kit to serve him and receive many gifts and freedoms. Uh, he said to you could become greater than the evening star. Ah. Uh. Uh, yes. Marin, <laughs> the evening star. Uh, Marin and you found out Silas later. Uh, both had dreams of reliving awful memories in which you were helpless, uh, only to go back through them as if you had your new staves, Flameheart and Kaladir, and uh, learning sort of more of what they could do for you. Um, for you don't really know what Keladir can do thus far, only that Silas seems to be tapping into some sort of maybe possibly necromancy or healing abilities. Uh, but Flameheart has shown you that its focus seems to be very similar to yours, which is sort of revenge and fighting against the things you're afraid of. 
Uh, let's see. You guys took a second to see if a greater restoration would help Kit deal with the Ordenhide, but currently it is refusing to be held by him. Um, and you cannot get rid of the markings on your arm. Uh, Sweet. Kenna brought you guys. This was this was a thing that I think kind of got lost in the episode. Was that Kenna brought you guys after she went to the uh, cistern and drained it? She's still working on destroying it. Uh, she brought you guys the few things that she could find of bulls that were enchanted. Um, I believe she gave you a locked book, a UFG ring, and a square medal with blue green silk tail yes i wrote it down which you haven't really looked i did not (laughs) uh senna you found out accidentally recharged the visiting pool beneath the monomarig uh which you learned she originally created when she was a goddess and it surprisingly allowed you to speak to sylphie for about 10 minutes uh you guys left for Constanos and arrived at Mathel mm-hmm. Temple. Uh, Vosner Kestrel was there to meet you, directed you to where Ren was and how to use the teleport circles in the city. Uh, showed you also where uh, Pyrevale and Wynan Temple were. Uh, Ren was okay, horribly anxious and s- hiding inside like most of us. Uh... <laughs> You guys learned roughly where to find Ellen Estelle and Ansem, and learned a little bit more about the dragon attacks on the city. There's apparently a uh, red dragon. Uh, you think she's probably adult or ancient. Um, and then there is a white dragon with her who has not attacked anything, but is always nearby. Um, you guys sort of cast off the whole dragon thing which surprised me uh, and went looking for a job we need money uh, oh no 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 you went looking for postings to get reward for the dragon thing and then you got sidetracked uh, by yeah. a job asking for help uh, escorting a caravan uh, well a wagon to a village called Ralden uh, you met some of the Koligaigo clan, famous, uh, what, uh, I don't have really a name for them, because I wouldn't call them abolitionists, uh, basically famous freedom fighters known for stealing slaves from Lachmanos and setting them free, uh, either in Garrelshell or Garadeldathos. Uh, you met uh, Bryn and more specifically uh, Mavari, uh, Mar, she goes by, uh, who is Mavari Koligaigo, the famous Mavari Koligaigo's granddaughter. Um, she brought you guys to the Cloud Stride, one of only five magical airships left in the world, and uh, explained to you, after realizing who you guys were and who you knew, that she needed you to take a dragon egg to the village of Ralden. Um, she hinted that the mother of this egg slash baby dragon will be very pissed if it doesn't get there in one piece. Um, no pressure. No pressure. You guys got sent along with, uh, Mar's dad, who, P.S., I didn't say his name at the time, but, uh, his name is Tristan. 
Um, he is Christian the famous Mavari's son. Um, you are to take the wagon to Ralden Cathedral to Lord Saris. Um, the baby dragon... Oh no, the baby dragon already hatched. Um, his name is yeah. Felix Don, or Felix for short. Yep. Uh, he's about the size of a Doberman. Um, you guys were paid 5,000 gold up front, and we'll receive another 5,000 at the village. So, it is still Yon 10th. Uh, it's the late afternoon as you guys head out on the road to Ralden. Uh, we've got Kit, Marin, Silas, Justine, and Tristan with baby Felix in an ox-drawn wagon. Yep. I hope we don't get um, dysentery. Yeah. Yeah. Moving so, right uh, along. Toward uh, the river. Yeah. Did anybody bring extra bullets for hunting? We're going to have to <laughs> ditch this piano because it's just not <laughs> cutting it. No. I wonder how many abandoned, like, items are between the just just randomly strewn about still there on the Oregon Trail. Uh, probably not many oh, wow. since the majority of the plains turned into a desert in the 40s and it was all buried. Um, but... I'm sure geologists in like a couple thousand years will dig it up and they'll be like, why is there a piano back in 1935? You know, so. 1935? 1935, because that's when the Dust Bowl hit and rolled everything over. Oh, okay. They'd be like, why is there a piano in the Dust Bowl period? They're like, I don't know. Pianos existed. Sure. Yeah. But why is it here? <laughs> People like playing piano. <laughs> It'd be like going to Lake Michigan and just like digging a hole in the side of the dune, and you're like, "Oh, I found a like a pipe organ." And you're like, "Weird. Why is that there?" Well, I mean, Someone buried a ukulele out here. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, you guys are uh, looking at the map here. I'll actually zoom to the uh, Constanos map real quick because you guys are just leaving. Um, yep. Up the top of the map, uh, you guys got the wagon in Arium, uh, up in the up in the top bit. Arium, and you are are they yes. are they losing their religion? It's the end of the world as, as we know it. No, Leonard Bernstein. It's, it's, the, it's inspired by the, the Latin word for gold. Um, but uh, you guys are heading sort of northwest. Uh, into a small area of woodland called the Aranath Forest, uh, which leads into the greater Rosenza Forest. Um, you are f- roughly Rosetta following... Stone Forest. You are... What? What? Do you think <laughs> we might accidentally pick up Spanish in this forest? Spanish? Or like... Lo siento. Lo siento. <laughs> or like Orcish or something, which is like, you know... That's not. It's okay. not Argonath. It's Aranath. That's not what I meant. I, you said the name. What's the name of the forest? Aranath. Didn't you say something that sounded like Rosetta? Rosenza. No. Rosenza. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go through there and accidentally pick up a oh, second language. Fucking that stupid. Anyway. Jesus. Wow. Um, <laughs> really on our game today. Yeah. Well, I didn't make the connection because I wasn't thinking about that word when I named the fucking place. Okay. Um, 
Uh, so you guys are heading through uh, Triwaters and the little village of Aranath among the uh, along the Anima River. Is there anything you guys need to do before you leave civilization? Because this is a wild, crazy continent. I really, really... So I didn't think about this before. Yeah, you guys just fucking ran off. Yeah, we still don't have scrying things. Oh. Like anti-scry things. And well... That would- be helpful to have um so i'm going to really uh quick try and find an artificer or something like that can i okay assist you you guys start and tristan gets to like the anima river with the wagon and you're like oh wait i need to go shopping well there's 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 stuff there is there don't they have like a like a you know, magical save a lot or something that we can go to. Yeah, <laughs> outside of the city, no. Shit. There's not like oh, an old lady who looks like three kobolds in a jacket that might be up to something. <laughs> no, there's there's no Madam Musks here. Mm-hmm. Is there a way for like me to just pop really fast back into the city and see if I can find something, or is are uh, there we- are the teleport circles if you know where you need to go. Uh, I don't I know where I need to go. Um, well, okay, so I know we were in Wall and we were going to shop around there. <laughs> it just, so, uh, it just dawned on me that Wall is the same name of the place where Stardust starts, and we're traveling with fucking Tristan. <laughs> Stardust? Oh, Stardust, Neil Gaiman? Yeah. 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 He lives in Wall, and then Tristan goes on a thing, and now we're accidentally reenacting Stardust with a dragon. Oops. There's going to be three witches after us. It's going to be weird. Michelle Pfeiffer's going to be involved. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, playing D&D and fucking Michelle Pfeiffer just out of nowhere. A level 15 (laughs) Michelle Pfeiffer. I built Constanos in like 2015 before I even knew who Ga- Neil Gaiman was. Uh-oh. So this is gonna be fun. I'm ready. Well, I is there a carnival or like a farmers market? Because I'm is there a lady selling glass flowers for memories before you were three? Because like I, I yeah. There are some of those things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, like, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a super special little glass flower that I'm going to trade all my memories before I was three, four, and then it'll protect me. I mean, I don't have any. That's l- like half the subplot of Stardust. Oh my God. I'm sure you could find glass flowers somewhere. This is fucking Constanos, one of the largest, most up to date cities in the world. Oh, anyway, wait. would I. <laughs> As you get to Triwaters or Araneth, both of them have teleport circles that can go to any of the uh, city areas. So, do you want to gamble and just pick a random ward, or do you do you know where you want to go? Uh, do you okay. remember what Bosner told you? Oh my god. Mm, no. Um, <laughs> okay, so we <clears throat> originally Wait, arrived... Bosner? We originally yeah. arrived in the Obsidia Ward yep. at mm-hmm. the temple. That's where the that's the temple ward. So yes. there's probably not going to be a whole lot of magical okay. shit there. Well, I mean, there might be, but not like shops. And then Wall was where Ren was. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, you would Suburbia. know from passing through these wards. Um, Obsidia is primarily religious and a little bit residential. Wall is almost completely residential. Well. Um, and Durham Andros is sort of like residential, a little bit of like uh, sort of communal areas. And then uh, there are some barracks in Durham Andros. Uh, and then, I mean, the guild walk is kind of self-explanatory. I think. Is Oh, yeah. It's got the guild of the gate people around there. <clears throat> no, that's at the realm no. gate. Well then, uh, okay. Um, okay, maybe it's not self-explanatory. It's not self-explanatory. <laughs> what's what's I mean, it called? Guild walk. Oh, that's just where all the guilds are. That's easy. Well, I don't know. I thought there was only one guild. Anyway. Oh yeah, um, no the the guild of the gate, the the guild of yeah, antiquity, the that. guild of the arcane guild, the thieves guild, the the any Skyrim guild you can think of is there. Yeah. Okay. Um. Ah oh, shit. And then you do know that the Lysander Courage's former arcane emporium used to be in the Avonfear ruins. We'd probably want to... No, we don't want to go there. Because that's former. Mm-hmm. It's a big old scorched yeah. ruin. Um... So... Wall is basically all residential. Obsidia is all temples. I guess Duramandros? Yeah? Yeah? Sure. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't um, remember. Being that you have been there, I will tell you you're not going to find magic stuff there. Okay. Go ahead and both of you roll history checks. I'm okay. not going to be mean. I'm, Is it it's in, been a couple weeks. I'm sorry. I know. Is it in like West? West? West Fap? East Fap? How dare you? I know. Uh, it's you short said. for West Tapestries and East Tapestries. Oh. I, I rolled an 11. Okay. I rolled... Oh, am I going with you? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, 23. Okay. Um, Uh, Just kidding, 24. Justine's going to stick with Tristan. Uh, Silas will come with you guys. Um, Marin, you'll remember that Vosner did give you a quick rundown, and you're aware that Lyrius, East Hap, and West Hap are the richer districts. Uh, the Guild Walk is uh, where all the guilds are based. Um, Smokeway is home to a lot of more industrial stuff and a lot of... It's called Smokeway because that entire area just smokestacks, basically. Um, Corica is mostly residential. Um, and then while Obsidia does have some like magical item offerings, they're mostly divine. Um, For Kit, you'll remember specifically that West Tap is full of the richer shops. Um, Lyrius is a noble residential area. East Tap is part residential, part uh, sort of upper echelon shops. And then the Guildwalk has all the specialized shops. Okay. Okay. So let's go to. Central bit is the uh, governmental area. Let's go to uh, let's go to West Tap. Okay. Okay. So you guys say, 
hold on. And you Going just real run fast. into Triwaters, find the uh, the set of circles, go through this uh, domed uh, shaped doohickey. Yep. I believe they're all sort of like columns and a little bit like Roman slash Greek. Um, but you go through the circle and uh, when you come out the other side, as you emerge from this hallway, you are surrounded by a perfectly clean beautiful like brick hand laid streets just gorgeous district full of uh banners and tapestries sort of fluttering out over the streets um a lot of it is reminiscent of sort of elven elven influenced harassian architecture so a lot of the sort of tudorian um style homes but with instead of all the straight lines it has the curved like elven swirling uh uh, decoration to it it's all art nouveau it's very art nouveau sweet Uh, excuse me sir are you on the counter you better not be okay sorry i heard something move um (laughs) Uh, and uh, most of the folks in this district, you will immediately realize as you emerge, are indeed elves. Um, they're a variety of elves, no Dalmarig to speak of, um, but uh, mostly elves, quite a few humans, a lot of the more common races as well. There's not quite so many colorful people here, um, and they all look pretty well-dressed. Um, but emerging here, uh, the streets are very clearly labeled. There's, this is clearly like, uh, this is clearly geared toward a little more of the tourism because there's like sign boards here and there that are like, you are here with a little map of West Tap and East Tap. East Tap. Um, there's town criers that walk the streets in this area. Extra, uh, extra, read all about it. That's what they all sound like. Yep. They're all from New York, every last yep. one of them. <laughs> they all sound um, like Ashley Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck me with a spoon, Mrs. Henderson. <laughs> um, I loved her. Uh, what was it? Where they all played the different... Oh, no, what was it where she played like a teenage boy who was a mobster? Oh, uh, it was, Damien, that was in... It was a one-shot. Uh, it was yeah. the Darrington Brigade one shot. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. That voice on her is fucking perfect. <laughs> Loyalty is everything in my family. You betray us, you fucking die. And then, like, some old woman shows up, and they're like, "Oh yeah," like super, super oh, polite. Shit. Hi, Mrs. Derek. Just sorry about my language. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that many, many times. Oh, I love it. So good. Sorry, I just I coffee. Right, I'm all over the place, you guys. I'm sorry. It's okay. I've had one cup of calf and one cup of decaf, so I'm (sighs) half calf. Half calf. I don't own any decaf anything. (laughs) Well, if you need, if you like the flavor of coffee and you need a good decaf, Kicking Horse makes a great one. Kicking Horse is a cute name. You say name. that every time I mention it. It's their name. such a cute name. I love it. Well, because it reminds me of Dances with Wolves when you had Kicking Bird. Yeah. Oh, I, I was thinking about that lately. I was thinking of making a character based on the uh, the elder who like gives his wisdom and says, and that's all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. Titan, don't you fucking dare. I love those. 
what was I going to say? I don't so, remember now. Um, you guys are in West Town. Beautiful. Uh, yes. Is there a child? Child? Is there a there child? child? There are children around, yes. Child. Mostly with their parents. Child. Oh, I want an orphan. Orphans, You're assemble. You're going to find one of them here. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. We're definitely in the rich part of town. All these kids have parents. Oh yeah. um, um, <laughs> but as I mentioned last time, you guys do see shit like unicorns and griffins. Oh, and yeah. There's unicorns eating out of trash cans. Um, Are they like people's pets? or They're like people's horses, basically. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But the more striking creature that you see here used as mount by the much more rich-looking people are what look like sort of horse-ish, a little bit bigger-sized drakes, like small dragons mm. without wings. Oh. Um, just, sort of, just sort of prancing along. They're very feline. Um... They have, they, I mean, they look like wingless dragons. They've got really long, sort of lithe bodies, kind of raised shoulders, similar to a hyena. Um, but they just prance along. You can see a couple, uh, like, tied to a hitching post directly next to a unicorn, but there seems to be no problem. Like, they're not trying to eat it. Uh, they're all different colors. Some of them are, like, beautiful, like, shimmering amethyst some are like emeralds that they get darker uh in like around the uh chest and oh. they're beautiful gigantic fucking creatures with mm. huge teeth oh, and people are just riding them like horses oh boy cool so uh, is, what did you need a child for uh to ask directions or i could ask oh. an adult literally anybody uh, yeah well make a perception not good uh, you and uh, Silas being there with you. Silas definitely looks like he belongs a little bit more. Um, you eventually find one of these town criers that is standing at one of the corners. They look like the most knowledgeable person here, or at least the one most willing to actually talk to you. Um, and you step up to them as they've got this little this little bell, and occasionally they announce some news from like a piece of parchment that they have. Um, but as as you step up to this uh, sun elven man, long platinum blonde hair, uh, he turns to you guys and sort of gives a little like half bow, polite, and says, "Yes, how can I help you?" Uh. uh. <laughs> Um, yeah, would you happen to know where any ma- What? What is that nothing, face? Nothing, nothing at all. Um, would you happen to know where any, um, enchanters are or any artificers? We're looking for magical items that are a little harder to come by. Uh, well, uh, for the more rare sorts... I would recommend potentially visiting uh, either Master Molinark's uh, workshop. He does keep some things. Uh, or potentially uh, Dr. San down in the Obsidian Ward. Uh, if you're looking for something a little closer by, he points down the street uh, to a one of the taller buildings, very thin but tall, uh, white building with a dark roof. Um, 
He says, there is a small enchanter shop there, though I can't speak to how rare some of the items are. Okay. And um, you can find Master Molinark's place. He motions to one of the uh, map boards um, and sort of shows you, like, shows you the turns to get there. It's not that far away. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think... Okay. Well, thank you. Thank... Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Do you want to split up? (laughs) I mean, yeah, if one of you... Or if one of us wants to go see Ansem and the other one wants to go to this enchanter's shop, see if... And Silas raises a hand and says, I would like to see Ansem. Okay. Okay. I'll go to the enchanter's shop. All right. I'll go with Silas. Okay. Yay! Splitting the party! That's Yay, always a good, good idea. idea. Nothing we already actions. split it. Justine's on the totally other different side of town. So. Yep. Uh, so we'll go with Kit first. Okay. Uh, you head down the, uh, the street to this tall white building and you see the, uh, the front of it is almost set up like um, a little bit like an apothecary to the point where you're Ouch. like, is this actually like a, an enchanter's place? Um, but you see in the windows, there's these sort of stair step shelves that a lot of what's there is like potions. And then uh, there's also displayed like enchanted pieces of armor. Are you okay? I just filled a bunch of water on me. Good job. <laughs> just pull a Marisha and take a whole roll of paper towels. Just, uh, it's not a bullet um, one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm so glad you could quote that. Show. Yes. <laughs> um, but you get up to you get up to the window and you see uh, other enchanted objects. Like there's enchanted like nice weapons. There's uh, a lot of enchanted clothing, especially. Um, it almost seems like a cross between an apothecary and an enchanter. Mm. I walk inside confidently. Okay. In your in your crop top and your, you know, just dusty ass clothes, you just stride into this nice clean looking shop. Mm-hmm. And uh at the uh there's rows and rows of shelves um that are all uh arranged so that the person at the counter can see down. And uh you see standing behind the counter is this young half elven woman, dark sort of pixie cut hair. Uh she currently seems engrossed in a book and she doesn't even notice you enter, even though the uh, bell on the door rings. Hmm. I take a quick glance around, like, what kind of stuff am I seeing in this place? Make perception check. 29. Oh, shit. Man, these glass dice are doing good. Uh, There are a lot of potions available. Oh, Um, sweet. You have no idea what some of them could possibly do. Um, But over to one side of the shop, there are racks of pieces of clothing, especially like cloaks. Um, There's some enchanted jewelry in cases. Um, And then uh, I think one thing that would stand out to you is toward the center of the shop, sort of the most visible area are two shelves facing each other that are just lined with books that all look various different ages and some of them have locks on them and some of them are actually chained into the shelf oh okay um i'm going to well i'm not a wizard so books aren't really gonna like 
help me learn anything. So, uh, I'm going to stride up to Lady Sh Miss Shopkeeper, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be like, hey. And look, she, I'm, like, bolts back. She's like, oh, hi, sorry. Hello. Sorry. She, like, flips the book closed. No, you're good. It's cool. Uh, what? I'm looking for some things. Um, okay. okay. I need something to stop people from scrying on me. That's very specific. Yes. And she Which should make this hopefully an easy answer. <laughs> Hold on, let me check what she might have. Like Hey. Hey. So <laughs> I'm a very important wanted person. Yes, I am a very important not a criminal person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please don't call the cops on me. Yes, the uh, the local guard has no idea what I look like, and I'd like mm -hmm. to keep it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Just looking up what we can possibly use. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, she. Uh, she pulls out a ledger and starts flipping through the different labeled sections. She says, all right. Um, it looks like we do have a couple spell scrolls available that could do that. And she shows you uh, a written entry in there for a spell known as Private Sanctum, uh, which makes uh, an area as large as 100 feet completely... Uh, impervious to certain effects like it can stop sound from passing through mm. it can prevent light uh, it can prevent divination spells no. like scrying no. um, okay. if you're on the counter I'm gonna kill you okay um oh wait this spell actually just came up in critical role I did not realize that uh uh, nothing can teleport into or out of the area, and planar travel is blocked within the area. It is okay. a fourth level abjuration spell. Gotcha. Um, and she also has uh, she has a, a couple use. Hello, get off my fucking desk. Get off. Get off. Thank you. Um, she has a couple uses of this. It's for an area. It doesn't follow a person. Mm -hmm. Um, she also has, uh, some very, very minor enchanted, um, sort of knickknacks, different types of jewelry or wearables, uh, that will, it would block, uh, or, or no, these would be like uh, a charge of like sea invisibility, like usable once a day. Mm -hmm. So she'd be like, you could use these to see if someone is looking at you. Um, mm -hmm. And then she does have uh, Titan. Don't oh, fucking one minute. Uh oh. Uh oh. Get off. I don't trust you. Get off. The worst. <laughs> hey. Um, she does have one uh necklace that would be probably what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, that has this uh 
sort of kite shield design pendant on it. She says, this is sort of a, um, a portable little circle of sort of anti-scrying. This would be more mm. what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, but this is my only one, and it's very difficult to make. So it's a little on the pricey side. How pricey are we talking? Um, we're talking about 5,000 gold. Oh, okay. But it never turns off. Okay. And the only way to stop it uh, temporarily would be to dispel it. But it would still come back? It would come back after a day. Okay, okay. Huh. Okay. Um... Um, but she does mention she does have some uh, temporary anti-scrying like potions that would last you there's two different strengths one hour or eight hours how much are the eight hour potions Uh, the eight hours would run you probably a thousand each woof Um, okay well I guess I can take the one um yeah. Can I? Mm, no, that's fine. Okay. You're not there. I was gonna say. Yeah, you're not well, there. I know. I was gonna say like if I could do a retcon and like have given him some money to be like. I got uh, money. I got something money. interesting. Okay. I not a lot anymore, but. Yeah, I I know you were talking about the whole reason we're going on this trip is because you're like, we need money. They literally (laughs) gave me 5,000 gold up front to move this dragon, and I literally just spent all of it on this goddamn necklace. Yeah. So I will take the necklace then, I suppose. Can you possibly toss in, like, a potion of healing? Like a regular healing potion? (laughs) Or something? And she she smiles. She's like, "Yes, I know this is pretty expensive." Um, let me see what we've got. And pretty she comes expensive. out from behind the counter, uh, taking you into the sort of potion shelves. Oh. She says, "Okay, so what I could do is these take a long time to make. They're pretty expensive, so I think I could I could give you a couple things here, and uh, maybe you'll come back for something else later." Maybe I, um, you know, I know a lot of really cool people, so maybe, like, you know, like, uh, Voss, not, is it Vosner? Vosner, and Ellen Estelle, and Ansem, we know him, uh, Malik oh, Kendrick, or whatever his last name is. <laughs> Molinar. Yeah. Malik Kendrick. <laughs> it just says, you know, you know Mr. Molinar? Yeah, we've traveled with him a few times. He's kind of a grouch, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> He is. Um, he is. He's like a big old uh, gay grouch. Well, I I used to go to school at Mathine Temple, and he would come in and give like guest lectures. I, it's not important. Oh, and she. Do you um, want to meet goes, him sometime? I've met him a couple times. Oh, okay. I'll um, say, yeah, I'll get you an autograph or something. I'm I'm still technically an apprentice here, so I haven't mm. really done anything worth his time yet. Oh. Okay. But someday I'm gonna make something as good as Lysander Courage and he'll yeah. You know what? I have met Lysander multiple times. You should make something better than Courage because he's kind of a low bar. 
he's one of the greatest enchanters in the entire world. Well, um, <laughs> he's also a little bit of a ditz. I'm not going to lie. So He's done a few things, yes. Yeah, he, uh, him and Jessasan would probably get along really well because when they, oh, ac- they, they accidentally kill people all the time. Oh. <laughs> no comment. Um, she turns back <laughs> shelves. Kind of like, you know she knew this, but she wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah. Um, he also gets people to attached the, to gods in weird ways, but that's okay, whatever. She turns back to the shelf, and she pulls uh, out... She's going to offer you a basic healing potion Ooh. and a grater. Ooh. Uh. And she will also offer you a potion of invisibility if you would like it. It will last ten minutes. Damn, girl is hooking me up. Yep. Um. Yeah. Big I mean, I, I will take all of them, obviously. Okay. Well, you get that, and you have an amulet of proof against detection and location. Okay. So. So I got a regular does... HP. I got a greater. Yep. Which is four D four plus four. Uh, yes. Okay, 4d4 plus 4. And then invisibility. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just have to write this all down or else I will immediately forget. Uh, visibility, 10 minutes. And then amulet of what? Of proof against detection and location, or just proof against detection. Proof against detect. And what it does is you are hidden from divination magic. You cannot be targeted by divination magic or perceived through scrying. So if somebody were to scry on Marin, for example, they would not see you even if you're there. Gotcha. Would I just be, like, fuzzy? No, you would not appear to them. Just be invisible. I'm invisible. So if Marin was talking to you... They would not hear you. They would not see you. They'd just see her talking. You just look crazy. Yeah. You just look crazy. Sweet. <laughs> all right. I will, I will take all of that. Here is 5,000 gold. You have been a peach. Uh, what is your name? Good question. Uh, I'm sorry. Melinda, did you say it was? Melinda? No, no. Karen? Okay. Name. Deborah? <laughs> Elf name, hi elf. Uh, oh, uh, Galadriel? <laughs> Her name. You know what? I like this name. Kara. Her name is Maeve. 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 Oh, okay. something sexy. M- How about Mavis? E-A-V. No, Maeve. I it's know. Irish. I know it is. <laughs> Maeve. Okay. Uh, what is this place called? Fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to keep track of all these assholes. I just made up uh, shop ninja D and uh, Magic shop names works at uh, the Jumping Bean. No, this would be the oh god fuzzy navel bread. This, this would be um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be the ostentatious oh, pigeon. Will you shut up? I cannot think. Oh, sorry. Good lord, this would be uh, the so Rondo enchanter. The Rondo enchanter. Rondo, like French Rondo. R O N D E A U X. 
Oh. Okay, the rodeo enchanter. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> okay. It's Perfect. actually canon that moon elves in my world are mostly French. Oh. Uh-huh. She's cool. a sun elf, though, so this gotcha. probably is not like her family's place. Well, uh, thank you, Maeve. Here's 5,000 gold. I'm going to take all that. You don't need to wrap it. I'll just stuff it in my leg bag, and uh, we'll see you later. I hope so. Have fun. You too. Be careful of the dragons. Oh, I like to keep my enemies close. And she very politely shoves you out of the shop. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go back to Tristan since we didn't set up like a like a meeting space, so I'm just gonna go back to Tristan. Okay, yep. You know where to find him. Okay. Uh Marin and Silas. Yeah. You follow the town crier's uh directions and eventually arrive outside of a very large four-story building. Um, Most of the buildings around here are only two to three stories, so it's pretty noticeable. Um, The bottom floor of this building is fairly open. Um, It has a lot of walls that have been uh, either sort of half taken out, so they're they're almost like counters on the edge. Um, And you see why almost immediately, because the entire bottom floor is taken up by three forges um, and a very large bloomery. Um, So to enclose it would be to literally burn the place down with how hot it must be in there. Um, at the front of the shop, there's a an open uh, window with a counter where there's this younger girl uh, in a leather apron. She's got several... Uh, she's got bangles on her arms and all this tattoo work. Um, long, dark hair pulled back pretty tightly. She's just leaning there, super bored looking. Um, and inside, on two of the forges that are currently going, there are uh, teams of people working together to... Uh, they, they aren't so much... Um, like forging swords or armor or anything you see they're using these specialized tools to actually form what look like barrels and gun uh components um so they have like these weird shaped tools and anvils with like extra pieces sticking out for uh shaping uh different metals um you see these uh mechanical machines that they use to actually uh bore through solid metal to get uh, different barrels and rifling. Um, And uh, this is sort of like just going full tilt, uh, almost full tilt. One of the forges is down. Um, But nobody really seems to notice as you guys approach. There's a fair bit of like shop traffic in this area. And uh, you see that there is a stairway leading down to the street that leads up to the uh, second floor. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, oh, and there's a large painted, very not decorated, sort of simple and severe sign that just says Molinarch Armory. Sort of, sort of like you would see, I hate to continue comparing shit to, like, London in the 1800s, but very much the, like, 
the the nice text across the front of a building kind of thing. It's very simple. It looks nice, but it's so simple. There's nothing wasted on decoration here. Gotcha. Um, but as you guys approach, the girl at the counter sort of perks up a little bit. And you see, she just looks bored to fucking tears. Uh, so as you guys approach, she like kind of perks up. She's like excited. Someone's going to talk to her. Uh, hello. Um, hi. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Oh. Um, Sorry. It's been a slow day. <laughs> it's okay. I understand. Um, is Ansem in, in today? Right now? Uh, depends on who's asking. Just tell him that the veneers are here. Not Marin Veneer. Yes, who's asking? Uh, well, and she holds out, uh, she has, uh, like, a lot of burn scars on her hand, but she, she holds out, uh, her hand, and she introduces herself as, uh, Annie Molinark. Uh, he's my grandpa. Oh. Oh. I shake her hand. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi. I, I don't... Nice I don't know her, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I saved his daughter. You've only, yeah, you've only ever met yeah. Ansem and Haley. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, okay. Haley is Ethane's daughter. Yeah. Uh, so Annie is his granddaughter, but they're married, so who cares? Yeah, um, that's the same dip. Yeah. Um, um, she says, yeah, uh, it's, like, really cool to meet you, actually. Like, uh, Thanks for saving my mom, I guess. You're you're welcome, <laughs> I guess. Um Yeah. She's she's kind of a badass, so like normally people <laughs> shouldn't need people saving her. Um, do you still have Overwatch? I rustle around in my uh in my bag of she holding and I pull excited. it out. Yeah. She's like, like, yes. she's you like, mean this old thing? Yeah, can I see it? I'll hand it over to her. And she she takes it and you immediately see just a woman who is very confident with a firearm as she as she pulls it up and she sort of aims it upwards and checks the sights and she's like oh god it's just as beautiful as i remember and she like looks it over and she reaches under uh the counter and she brings out like a like a cloth and like cleans it up a little bit it's gotten a little whoa it's gotten a little uh uh a little wear and tear on it since you've had it, but not too I much. Mean, yeah. Um, but she she sets it. There's like this stand on the counter that guns can sit into. She says, "I this thing was amazing when Grandpa made it. Is what have you killed with it? <laughs> oh, uh, skinwalkers. Um, oh, God. Yeah, uh, snowdrakes. Um, people." Those well, I'm not as yeah. happy about, but yeah, I don't know. It's gotten uh, quite a bit of use. I mean, it it looks like it's still in great condition, but I can definitely tell it's been used. Um, and she she like lets you take it back if you want. She says, I, "I'm sorry, distracted." Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, he's he's upstairs. Uh, okay. I think mom's talking to him. Uh, just head, and she points to the stairway. She says, "Just head right up. If anybody stops you." Tell him, fuck off, Annie sent you. Um, okay. Pardon my language. Uh, he, his who cares? His office is on the fourth wow. floor. I can't, can't miss the stairways. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. 
Yeah, sure. Um, and if you need anything, if you need, um, you have Ace of Spades too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you need anything serviced or fixed up or polished or whatever, let me know. It's on me. Oh, that would be great, actually. Well, sure. I mean, I don't know how long that would take. Oh, for a quick tune-up, ten minutes. Oh, cool. Well, I'll hand her both of the guns and be like, yeah. have at them. She, she sets them up on the counter, and she looks at Silas, and she says, you have Bailiwick, don't you? And he nods and puts it on the counter as well. She says, oh, yay. And she just starts, like, tinkering with them and taking them apart. All right, I guess we head upstairs. Yeah, this girl likes her guns. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you head up the stairway to a door that goes into the second floor. And as she said, the stairways are unmissable. Um, this floor, you can see, has uh, several... Um, it's all sort of open with, like, columns through it where there's, like, little workbenches in here. Probably where the woodworkers and people who do the extra detail work... Um, so it's it's sort of like its own workshop. Um, the third floor you see has a couple offices in it. Um, all the doors are uh, closed. And then as you reach the uh, stairway to the fourth floor, uh, the first thing you notice as you get up to the fourth floor landing is that this, this um, nice door, uh, nicely carved door, is slightly ajar. Um, you can hear... Ansem's voice inside and you can hear a woman talking to him um, you notice that the door has a couple holes in it uh, and has probably sustained some previous damage that it has not been replaced yet um, but as you sort of glance in you see a split space um, one half of the space is its own workshop and has like a miniature forge in it and the other half is just full of shit just all kinds of shit. Mostly metal, a little bit of wood. Um, and you notice standing like directly next to the door as you glance in, there is a warforged uh, who's just sort of standing there almost on guard. Um, they have... Uh, they, they're fairly tall and kind of lanky. And then they have these long, long arms that... Um, you see barrels are built into the top of each of their forearms and they're just sort of standing there, not doing anything in particular. Right. They're sort of gunmetal black and little bits of gold here and there. Okay. Is the conversation that we're coming in on, like, does it sound serious or anything like that? I don't necessarily want to eavesdrop, but... Well, make a perception check. Okay. Oh, that was a nat one. <laughs> okay. Um, you don't really make out what they're saying. The only thing you get is tone. And Ansem always sounds mildly angry. So True. the woman sounds moderately calm. Okay. That's all you got. Okay. I'll knock on the door. And you see the Warforge turn and look as the door kind of moves a little bit. And it reaches over with this big metal hand and swings it open and uh, as it opens up you can see this big work table in the center where there is a very large gun similar in size to Overwatch sitting on a stand half built 
um, and a couple of other guns sitting off to the side that look sort of like uh, experiments. Uh, you see a familiar woman in dark blue uh, tinted raven knight armor, similar to Vosner. Um, she has a uh, dark cloak on, and she has a uh, she would have a red sash marking her as a captain. Um, and then, of course, you see Ansem, this older kitty cat, uh, this older gray-haired gentleman. Uh, looks a little little rugged, as you have seen him become over time. He still has not shaved. Um, he has a pair of goggles perched on his head. And uh, you see he's probably been working on this large gun in the center. And they both look over at you. You do recognize Haley Molinark, um, who, as she sees you, is like, Marin, uh, hi. And hi. She, walks over and shakes your hand and greets Silas as well. Uh, and Ansem sets down some of his tools, pulls the goggles off and says, I wasn't expecting you today. Uh, hello. Well, hi. Hey, how can I help you? We aren't going to take up a lot of your time. Uh, we're actually just got in town and are leaving again. Um, leaving? Why? It's a long story. We need we need to make some money, so we picked up a job. You Escort were, mission. But aren't you, aren't you here for the dragon? What? I don't understand. I, God, I wish Kit was here, because it was his idea. Um, oh, well, that explains everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Well, I mean, it was... <laughs> Dragons haven't been nearby lately, so I guess it's not pressing, but... We'll, we'll be back. And How we'll... long? I think it was a week. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sure we can manage. Um, I'm sorry. You're, you're here out of... Good will. I you don't owe me anything. Uh, no, I'm I'm sorry. I'm. We said we were going to help out and things uh, took a turn. I guess. What do you? What's the job you're doing? Uh, I'm gonna close the door. Oh no. Um, there is a another dragon that. Baby dragon uh, uh, that we are trying to escort to a temple. Uh, it's not the the red dragons. No. Okay. What? No. I don't understand. A temple? E oh, I forget like all the details, but um. Okay. I'll just like relay the the information, <laughs> like because okay. Marin would have just we're going like, to roll in. This. Yeah, you you in. tell him that you're taking the baby black dragon <laughs> to Lord Seraphs. and as soon as you mention that one, it's a baby black dragon, and two, going to Ralden, he's like, oh fuck, god damn it, is that a problem? No, it. I'm glad you're doing it. It it's. Uh, that was supposed to be Mavari's job. Uh, ah, 
Oh, she hired us. Yeah, she uh, she was the one who hired us to do the job, actually. Oh, I know. It, it was originally planned to be Ethane's job, but obviously he can't do it. Uh... <laughs> No, that's that's important. That needs to be taken care of. Um, I hope they're paying you well. They, they are. Um, I don't foresee problems on the road to Ralden. It's fairly heavily patrolled. But, you know, dragons come out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, well, the reason that we stopped by is, A, wanted to let you know what was going on, just in case we didn't show up in the next week. Um, <clears throat> B, before I get down to that, is Lucan just staying here with you, or... And he what's... motions over toward a window behind him, and you see a little, like, pillow in the windowsill, and a little uh, oriental short hair asleep in the sun. He's got his own little pillow. Yes, he's actually been rather helpful, uh... He's my, I guess he's my new workshop cat until he figures out what he wants to do. Yeah, I don't think he would want to join in on our little excursion after all he's been through. No, the dragon could not even breathe fire, but just breathe on him and he'd die. (laughs) Probably. Okay, well... We wanted to check in to see if maybe we're trying to... Because we didn't realize... Well, okay, we realized, but, like, we got so caught up in the whole dragon thing that um, we still don't have any protection against scrying and anything. I don't know if you I'm glad you stopped by. And he turns and uh, goes to uh, a desk at the back wall, and he accidentally wakes up Luke, and you're just like, "Uh I don't know. <laughs> waking up one eye open um, and he reaches into a drawer and uh, steps over with this little uh, flat box and sets it down in front of you it says I need these back but these should help I'll open the box inside uh, I mean I've already described what they look like to yeah. Ben you see uh, three uh, pendants okay. with little teardrop shield uh, shaped pendants. says, these should help. Um, I'd normally wear one, but I don't need one right now. Uh, How long are you willing to lend these out to us? Well, who exactly are you hiding from? The Heidland cult. <laughs> well... Even with these, I would say you're not really safe from their sight. Great. Uh, well, that's... Mm. They have agents everywhere. If they can't find you with well, a scrying spell, they'll f- send someone to find you with a person. I guess. I guess we're mostly looking to hide from Cynthia. Well, then you can borrow them till she's dead. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Please make that fairly soon. We're gonna try. Um. Um, On, uh. In fact, on that note, 
on that I... note, here's a Cynthia Moore killing potion. <laughs> I... You just drink it and she's dead. Yep. That's it. This morning, um, I went with Ellen Estelle to stop and see the Phelan caravan. I needed to talk to a few people. Oh, they're in and, town? Uh, they are now. Oh. Okay. Okay. Did we, you... I went and talked to them, and they were in, uh... Where even were we? I've been so many places lately, I can't even remember where we've been. And he looks at Haley, and she's like, Port Natalie. And he's like, that's mm. it. Um... So we talked to the Guild of Wardens there and got them a uh, fast pass to Constanos. Uh, partly so that they could also help. Uh, some people among them are fairly good fighters. Uh, but also they expressed some interest in going to Calicar Harbor. I think they want to talk to Bull's mother. Hmm. So if you want to see them whenever you're done, um, they're staying down. Haley, where are they staying? And she rolls her eyes. She's like, good Lord, Dad. Uh, they're currently staying in a, uh, a park near Pyrebale Temple, just to the east. Okay. Um, we'll think about it. Okay. Well, I, I hope you do visit them, because... Uh, I, I went with Dad, and the first thing Quinn asked was, how are Marin and Kit? So. Yeah, we we should <laughs> check in on them. We will. We will. And uh, Haley nods and says, um, <coughs> excuse me, good lord. <coughs> I heard that. Oh no. Bless you. <laughs> I heard that just inhaled all the saliva. Didn't need to see me lose my shit. Oh. No, it's cool. <clears throat> that was weird. Um, Haley nods and says, All right, well, um, I have work to get back to, otherwise Vossner is going to come looking for me, and we don't need that old man trekking across town. So, uh, see you soon, and uh, welcome to the weirdest place in the world. Thanks. It's been interesting so far, so. <laughs> interesting. Try growing up here. And she turns and heads out, uh, sort of nodding to the uh, uh, the Warforged who's standing near the door. And uh, he actually goes and follows her. Okay. I will take the pendants, give two to Silas, so that he can give one to Justine. Mm -hmm. And I will slip the other one on. Okay. Uh, you guys do need time to attune to them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I figure um, we can do that while we're walking. Yeah. yeah. I've already started with mine, P.S., so... Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Ansem puts the box away and looks at you and says, So, uh, there was one other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Uh, where's, where's Kit? Oh, he went to follow another lead for scry stuff okay um 
Well, um, when you see him, uh, I wasn't expecting to find anything back here, but we don't think Ithane is in Amnoblin anymore. Oh. Where is he? I think he may be in Garadaldathas somewhere. I don't think he's near here. Um, but the other chasers, they, the chasers have a link to each other. They can sort of find each other when needed. Uh, it's hard to find him because of a number of factors, but they know he's in Garadaldathas somewhere. And they reached out to me worried that Kyla was sending him to kill me. Do you think it's a good idea to be here then? I need to be here. There's dragons. My family is here. I mean here, here, in the thing that says Molinarch over the the top archway. Well, I mean, there's a gun every five feet. <clears throat> True. I... It's difficult. Everyone who works here is family or close friends, and I think I'm the only one among us who could actually draw a gun on Ithane, though I don't even know if I could pull the trigger. But this is the safest place that I can think of, next to hiding in the bottom of, P- of Pyrevale Temple. But I don't really want to hide in a crypt. Though I suppose it would be a shorter walk if he did manage to kill me. Just pop me in a casket down there. Well, once we come back, we are going to... Once we come back and once we solve the dragon thing, then we can refocus our efforts a little bit and see if we can maybe find him. Because honestly, it would be good to have... I wouldn't say it would be good to have a walker on our side, but to at least figure something out. I don't know. Well, it would be good for, I think, both our causes to take him away from Kyla. Yeah. He is undoubtedly one of their most dangerous walkers. And, well, to the point that they've never let him be himself since they turned him. It was not like you. He has never had blackouts and been himself again he has been a walker the entire time constantly controlled so I don't know if he'll even remember anything I'm scared he will I hope he won't yes but he'll be missing oh god has it been a year now better than remembering the things that happened at the Monomaric, but, uh, or anything else he's done. But, um, yes, it'd be good for your group to take him out of Kyla's hands, and that is 
partly being pragmatic, partly being selfish on my part. Because who doesn't want their stupid husband back? We're gonna get him back. Eventually. Eventually. If I don't, Haley will. Just protect yourself. Okay? Extra measures and all that. Mm -hmm. I, I have some contingency plans. If all else fails... And this is only in the worst possible situation. I'll take him with me. I hope it doesn't come to that. Same here. I'd rather not destroy my shop. I'm going to just give him a hug. Okay. You step around and you hug him and he yeah. he's kind of just stiff and just like, uh... <laughs> Sorry, just... He, he, no, he, he hugs you back. He says, no, I, I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, Sai, anything else that you want to bring up? Um, do we want to... How much have we told him about this, the staves? Uh, oh, I don't think... I think he knew that you got fucked up somehow, but I don't think we told him why. And Ansem nods. He says, I know bits and pieces, but I wasn't there for mm. anything. Yeah, it's a lot of <laughs> Something about the Merid hide? Maybe... You know what? The less you know about that, the better. And he looks at Silas. And Silas just nods. And he's like, sure, fits your aesthetic. Um, <clears throat> uh, I need to... Well, now that you're all here, I need to get some things done. Um, when you get back, uh, I assume by tree... Uh, Probably. Go to, go to Pyrevale Temple when you get back. That's where most of us should be gathering. Um, we have the Kestrel Mace working with us as well, uh, Vosner's Order. Um, Jessa and Charles should be joining us soon, uh, along with their children. Uh, and I'm fairly certain the Kolegaigos will be helping out as well. We're using both the Storm Throne and the Cloud Stride to help combat the dragons, so hopefully, even if they fly away, we'll be able to keep up with them. Okay. So, I hope you don't get airsick. I will find out. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, oh. Yes, uh, sorry. My mind is racing. Um, good luck. Don't die. Uh, take very good care of Felix. He is very important. And I don't know what name they're using for him this time, but the person you're going to meet will explain why. Okay. It's best not spoken outside of the cathedral. Gotcha. All right. Take care, and um, I assume Annie confiscated your guns. Yeah, uh, yeah. She'll she'll take good care of them. Did Annie? I'm... Did Annie get your guns? <laughs> yep. That is actually why she's named Annie. Oh, really? Yes. Annie, get your gun. Annie. 
yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he uh, escorts you guys uh, to the door and says, um, keep your ears out for a tall half-goliath man and let me know if you see him. Oh, okay. Yes. That'll be a thing. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay, we will. We'll let, we'll let you know if we do run into him. We'll let you know as soon as possible. Good. Um, take care. And he lets you guys go. And uh, as you head down, uh, you hear a minor explosion uh, down in the workshop. Uh, Jess is here. <laughs> there are quite a, a few explosion prone people in this friend group. Jessa is not the only one. Um, but you hear, you hear, you hear, fuck yeah. And uh, as you come down, um, you don't see Annie at the front. Um, you see another man standing there mining the counter. Uh, you realize as he sort of just knowingly points you guys behind the building, you realize it was a gunshot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go back there to find there's a small range set up with sort of this enclosed backdrop so that bullets don't go haywire. Um, and Annie has just finished firing off Overwatch uh, after recalibrating the scope. And she she sort of like cleans out the barrel again and she sees you guys approaching. She's like, sorry, I had to. That's okay. I <laughs> understand. And she, after she finishes, she sets that down very, very carefully. And uh, Bailiwick and uh, uh, Ace of Spades are both sitting there as well. She says they're all shined up and ready to go. I did tinker with the scope a little bit, so hopefully it'll be a little more accurate. Uh, and then I did replace the hammer on Ace of Spades. It was getting a little worn down. Okay. Thanks. Um, otherwise, all good. Yeah. Uh, what do I owe you for that? That, that was payment enough. I'm good. Mm, are you sure? I'm super sure. Mm. Okay. Listen. You know how fun it is to shoot this thing. I get it, but that's a lot of good work, so I just want to reward it. I, well, okay, you know what? Instead of gold, you know what you can do? Oh, God. You can, next time you talk to Grandpa, you can put in a good word with me that I'm a really good shot with Overwatch, and he should make one for me. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Cool. I'll gather up years to afford one otherwise. (laughs) I will gather up the guns and everything. Um, Okay. All right. And as we well as we go through the front of the shop, um, is there like another person like hanging around up there besides her? Yeah, one of the blacksmiths is minding the counter. Okay, I'm going to um, slip him two platinum and be like, that's for her, as a tip. <laughs> he kind of chuckles, this, this super tall, uh, dark-skinned man with a shaved head. He just smiles. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, she forgets about money sometimes. Yeah, she tried to get out of it, but... All right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure she gets it. And he okay, sort of thanks. hides it under the counter. All right, now we're off. Okay, you guys take off and head back to Tristan. 
Uh, I think in total, you guys all together would have only been gone for like maybe 30, Half 40 hour. minutes. Yeah. So uh, when you get back, um, you see uh, Justine sitting on the front of the wagon, just sort of bored. <laughs> and you see Kit already there. Um, and uh, in the wagon, uh, Tristan is in the back and he's currently feeding Felix with like this big, like, bottle that he had like a powdered milk thing that he mixed together oh. <laughs> dragon formula That's yeah cute. it's like a kitten just big Aww. Mm-hmm. Aww. well so bad news mm. I was only able to find one. Oh, that's okay we found three so oh yeah they're on loan from uh, Anson, but cool well, that's fine. I mean, mine was only like a hundred gold. It was hardly anything, but she only had one. Really? So yeah, that's it? yeah. The lady like took a real liking to me. She gave me a couple potions and stuff. Oh. Like, pretty sure she wanted me. It. <laughs> I'd like to make an insight check. Go for it. Make a deception check. Yes. Deception. That's good. <laughs> Eighteen. Oh no. Uh, I twenty-five. Oh, shit. <laughs> Kit is one hell of a deal maker. Mm-hmm. It's a shame you're not straight. I know, right? <laughs> just think if I would have slept with her, she might have just given me the store. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, and I've, I've taken off my earring of true sight, and now I've put Eye of the Necklace on, so I'm attuning to all that. Um, okay. Yeah, so I guess we can get the hell out of here. Yeah. What Taylor? What was the thing called again? The amulet of uh, deception. Detect the amulet proof against detection. Ah, yeah, yep. yeah, I got it. Sorry, I had to flip to it. I just gotta put it in my D and D Beyond so I can do an attunement. Yeah, it should be proof against uh, detection and location. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Great. All right, you guys head the fuck out. Um, it is, uh, it's still late afternoon. You guys can get in a couple hours before it gets dark. Um, at least enough to get beyond the city and villages entirely. Uh, so you head into the Aranath Forest along the road, uh, that follows the Anima River. And, uh, everything is fairly peaceful for the first evening. You guys just sort of... Uh, you you can walk or you can ride in the cart. There is enough room to sort of sit on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a spot next to uh, Tristan as well. So you guys are pretty I, good. I am going to sit on the back just in case we run into anything. I'm going to sit on the back and use my natural recovery to recover my spell slot. Okay. Um, you do not run into anything for the first evening. Um by the time you guys stop, it's almost completely dark, and uh, Tristan does have some camping supplies, camping. Uh, so you guys at least have a couple tents that you can squeeze into. Kit, you'd have to share one with Tristan if you wanted to. That's fine, um, I suppose. But yeah, you you set up your your camp, and uh, as uh, as the tents are set up, uh, at one point Silas turns and looks at Marin and says. Can't you do something with fire? Oh, I can. Uh, Shoot the wood. We'll see. All right. I'm going to go up to the, the little camp pit or whatever. 
Yeah, you guys a bunch of wood together. And I just whisper to Flameheart. Well, do I have to? I, do I have to take it out to do anything with that yeah, stuff? I don't know. Or yeah, I haven't no, tried it yet. Yeah. Okay. I'll just uh, whisper to Flameheart. Um, could you help us out with the campfire? Okay. Are you going for create bonfire? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you have Flameheart out? No. I'm experimenting. Okay. So you sort of crouch down next to this pile of wood and you sort of mentally whisper to, or, or do you out loud whisper to Flameheart? I'll do it mentally. Okay. Yeah. So you, you sit there like, okay, buddy, come on. And uh, as you reach out and touch uh, one of the logs, um, you feel a a feeling of heat, not burning, uh, but warmth, go from between your shoulder shoulder blades up over your shoulder till it hits this sort of trapezius muscle, and then it shoots down under your forearm through your fingers, and the log, the center of this log, just catches fire and it spreads immediately. Huh. Hey. Suddenly have a roaring fire. I turn to Silas and I'm like, ah! He's like, Not bad, huh? And he motions to your arm where you see this red line that is slowly fading off the bottom of your forearm. Ooh, that's unsettling. But, hey, look at me! (laughs) Right? He's like, that's... Wait, come here. And he he steps up to you and he, like, pulls the back of your jacket down to, like, see your shoulder. Um, And as he, like, pulls the back of your shirt down, too, he's like, Oh, you have one, too. What? And he he shows you the the black triangle on his wrist. And he says, You have a red triangle between your shoulder blades. Oh. That's interesting. Hmm. Huh. And you feel him, like, kind of touch it, and it doesn't feel like anything, so it's probably akin to a tattoo, and he's like, huh. Huh. Interesting. Kit, I imagine Kit's right there, and he's just like, what if you push your triangles together? Why would we do that? (coughs) Silas just does it. Oh, okay. And you do hear in your head a feminine voice just say, Hello? Oh. <laughs> it's definitely not Flameheart. Yeah. It's completely different. Oh. And oh. Silas pulls back just like Alright. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> That's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now uh, you guys can talk to each other on a selecular level. I we used to be able to do that. Yeah. Well I mean your souls can talk to your spirit souls, your spirit so staves. Solecular. That's what I said. No, that's not what happened. Um, I don't think so. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that is so cold. (laughs) What the coffee? Oh yeah, it's 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 practically iced now. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. I kind of pull my jacket back up and everything. It's like, well, I don't know. Word. I guess maybe there will be a use for that at some point. Uh, maybe. Um, I have no idea when it possibly could be. 
but watch this. And he like puts his arm over your shoulder and you see him draw a rune into the air that almost looks like an upward arrow. Um, and as he pushes it forward, the fire turns green oh. and he just grins as he casts Thaumaturgy, which he's never been able to do before. Hey. Oh That's my pretty God. cool. I've been experimenting and I really like this one. Yeah, well, that's cool, but look what I can do. And I cast Frostbite on the ground and, like, turn it all icy. Just a little little square of frost. Yeah, now we're all super fucking cool. Yeah, we all can do magic. Yes. Good for us. Sweet. Yay. So happy for you guys. Mm. Um... (laughs) <laughs> You've always been able to do magic. I've never had this kind. I'm so happy for you. You're probably still better at it than I am. I'm pretty sure I'm better at it than both of you. Probably. To be fair. I mean, I've, I've always had magic, just not this sort. This mm. is different. So, uh, what are we... Uh, what are we... Are we just walking? I like turn to Tristan. I'm like, are we just? Is this just like a really long fucking hike, or like, is there anything fun? Is it all just plains as far as the eye can see, like Oklahoma, or is it like what's going on? <laughs> no, it's it's woods, so yeah, okay. I can't see far. Uh, are there any? Is there anything fun in the woods? Uh, no. Uh, listen, folks. I mean, uh, fun in a very loose way as in could kill me kind of fun oh sure plenty but n- not really in this portion Sweet. listen Sweet. listen folks i need to level with you here okay mar mar did not need to hire anybody to do this this is oh. the safest stretch of woods i'm gonna stop you right there everybody <laughs> says that just before they die so <laughs> if you could if you could like go knock on a log or something yeah or like because you you literally time. just cursed all of us to die <sighs> but but no seriously i don't understand bro i, I appreciate which folks are doing but she's wasting her money Okay, well, we can at least, like, you know, just get to know each yeah. other. And, and we can all have fun on our way to Rohan. We can all have fun. It's all good. <laughs> Again, forest. It's it's going to be like, uh, blah, 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 what's that place called? Uh, not Lorien. Uh, Galad Helen? I'm not sure. Uh, anyway. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> there's a place called Gal Helen and... Anyway, uh, uh, sorry. I've been working on Caladros. Okay. I have a lot of elfy stuff in my head. Um, he he just kind of shrugs. He says, "I, yeah, I don't want to jinx this either, but I've made this run a million times by myself. Okay. It's also under like triple guard as of late." I I turn to Mare and I'm like, I like how he keeps saying he doesn't want to jinx us, but he continues to do it at an alarming rate. Yeah, it's not giving me a lot of good vibes here. No, bad vibe. No, bad vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Bad vibe. Oh, bro, what the fuck is that thing? Wow. (laughs) Silas nods in agreement and says... Uh, respectfully, Tristan, <coughs> shut up. <laughs> mm. 
Bless. And Justine oh. is like, ditto. Th- third O. Okay. Fourth O? I don't... Solid. I, you could have gone quattro, but that's fine. You can, no, you know, you can make it weird. I'm not that clever, I guess. <laughs> just shakes his head and says, "All right, well, who's who's taking first watch?" I will. Oh, okay, you can. How dare you? Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do it. Um, okay, so we've got all right. Kid on first, Marin on second. I'm uh, sorry. Who's on, on first? Shut up. Uh, and no, uh, no, no. Justine, you can take third. And Justine's like, why don't you take third? He's like, because I'm looking after the fucking dragon. Fair enough. Kit, this would be a perfect time to make fun of how old he is and how much sleep he needs. Are we talking about Silas? No. Uh, or Tristan. Tristan. Oh, that's right. I was doing yeah. that. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you got to you gotta let the geriatric people get... Player. He's probably should have been in bed four hours ago. Yeah. Make sure yeah. you don't eat anything. I don't want you to have to get up in the middle of the night. <laughs> he just takes a big bite of some meat that he's been cooking. You have... You brought prune juice, right? You're okay. <laughs> Do you want to get paid at the end of this? I don't think that's up to you. Do you want to make it to the end of these woods? Do you want to try me, boy? Uh, We're not going to try because I I know where you're going to end up and it's not... Uh, so yeah, why don't y'all like get some sleep and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay up and I'm gonna recite some shakes javelin. (laughs) Oh, oh. Stupid. It really is stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, eventually you guys do uh, head to bed. Uh, uh, Tristan, um, good lord, cat. Uh, while uh, fancy, fancy dice. Ooh, it's so pretty. I wish it would. I wish it would like. Ah, it can't do that close. Fuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tristan uh, still has Felix in the wagon and it's like covered over um, and the wagon is nearby to the fire not too close um, go ahead and make a perception check alright come on glass dice let's go oh that's good it's good 23 23 okay um, you are not used to Garadel the Thust so for the first hour or two every sound is like what the fuck was that yeah um you hear creatures you've never heard in the night this is Um, the first time i've ever heard cicadas i'm just like what is screaming out here yeah yeah it is summer so the cicadas would be out Um, (gasps) it's also every tree it's the 17th year it's the 17th year there's just thousands of voices Karen! Karen! <laughs> we gotta do it! We gotta do it! No! <laughs> 17 years, Steve! <laughs> um, yeah. So, you you spend a while being a little little creeped out by some of the, na- the sounds you hear. Um, there are things in the distance that make sounds as well. Strange howls that don't quite sound like wolves. Uh, <laughs> You see a bioluminescent deer walk by. The fuck is uh, that fucking thing? 
It's a deer. But I wanna, I wanna fucking perception check on that shit or insight. Like, uh, can I shoot it? I kind of want to poke could, it. I, I would say survival or nature would work for those. Okay, I might still kill it. Survival or nature. Uh, oh, survival twenty eight. Ouch, black cat. Um, you uh, as uh, sorry, what was it again? Twenty eight. Um, as you take a closer look and kind of sneak up just a little bit, sneak up to it. Um, you get a better look at it. You realize it's not quite a deer. Um, this is how is... I sneak. Uh, let me grab. Just like walk up to him, like, "Hey, big fella, what you doing?" Just like Laura Bailey, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> But as you close to it, you see the antlers sort of go back much further than your average deer and have, like, upward-pointing tines. Um, and it has this small horn on the end of its <gasps> It's nose. a Kirin! You see patches of scales, and its hooves are a little too big and sort of, like, rounded to be deer. Uh, and you see this long, furry tail with sort of a tuft at the end and these long, almost coral-like whiskers coming off. Very Eastern Dragon-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has the big, like, deer ears off the side. Um, at some point, uh, or, or, and you also notice the bioluminescence uh, comes from the antlers and goes down the whiskers and down in a stripe across the sides of its body, uh, down to the tail. Uh, but as you sort of are looking at it, at one point, you don't make any sound, but at one point it stops and looks straight at you. Hey. And you see another little point of light off to the side and a little baby Kieran comes out, kind of kind of bumbling all over the place. Oh, I'm glad I didn't kill it now. Like it only recently learned to walk and then you see another one come out and it just stares at you. Um, Looks like little babies. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold yeah, on. I'm gonna do yeah, something yeah, yeah. something cool. Uh, just kidding. I'm probably not gonna do anything cool. I was like, I could do, like, Moonbeam, but that would kill everybody. Um, <laughs> or I could do Call Lightning. Like, let's do something. No, that's, no. No, that's gonna kill it. Wall of Fire, probably gonna kill everybody. Um, yep. I'm just gonna wave gently. Hi. Yeah, and as you wave at it, it nods like it oh. understands. Okay. And walks away. Have a good night. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Lovely family. Yeah, lo- lovely to... Okay. <laughs> That's all that happens on your own. Okay, cool. I go back to the campfire and I just like, Marin's up next, so I just like, punch her. And... Where? <laughs> Oh, like I directly in the face. Oh, no, I no, I probably just Aaron. like probably just like probably just like kick you in the shoulder or something. Not like hard, but like a you know like a light <laughs> kick, a nudge, playful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just haul off and donkey kick you into oblivion. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you're blessing. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get you get woken up. Um, Hey, so, mm. FYI, um, there's some crazy fucked up deer out here. Um, the trees are screaming. 
and um, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> pretty sure there are demons in the grass, but I'm just everything's been fine. I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> Wait, okay. Did you so just for context, Marin, being from an island, a mountain island in the middle of the ocean, you do not have cicadas there. So screaming trees is new to you. What are they screaming about? <laughs> I you know, I forgot to cast speak with animals while I was listening. <laughs> um Actually, does speak with animals work on insects? <laughs> It would, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna sit up with Marin for ten minutes. I'm gonna cast speak with animals. I wanna know what they're fucking saying. Come on. Fucking dance monkey. I'm like just sitting there like half awake, like Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you you start casting speak with animals and it takes a moment. And then Marin, you notice (laughs) Kit's reaction the moment Kit hears <laughs> Michael! Oh my god. There's a lot of white men around here. <laughs> Try! Uh, okay. Chad. That's a little less like suburban house mom. Yeah. Chad. Chadley. Ch- <laughs> Bentley. The ew. <laughs> Anything Lee is just like. Yeah, there's like a bunch of weird white dads like in the. <laughs> <laughs> the tree's screaming. Oh, good. Um, Dad. it's just a bunch of names. I'm not sure if you they're sure? shouting their own names or other <laughs> screaming trees' names. You, you do also hear a baby in there. Oh God. <laughs> uh, it. A lot of. A it lot sounds of like, like a, a lot of wolf whistling. Hmm. It sounds like a weird fuck chorus. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds. That is how I would describe it. Also, I'm not 100% sure why I cast Speak with Animals when I thought the trees were screaming, but Me it's uh, not the trees, weirdly. I'm going to assume so, Kit was smart enough to know that trees yeah. don't scream audibly. Not typically. Um, yeah, so I guess have fun listening to... The hellacious orgy that is happening around you. It's a very loud sex party. I could have really gone all night without knowing that that was happening around me, so thank you for... You're welcome. I mean, at least they're all having a good time. Carapace! Oh. Yeah. Like, nice wings, baby. Ooh. Please leave. Please go to sleep. Okay. I am going to... Oh, I am disturbed, so I am going to drop that spell. I am disrupted. I am more disturbed because I don't know what they're saying, so I'm just imagining Um, awful things. Yeah. You're not far off. Please leave. All right. Good night. Have fun listening to the orgy. Okay. Uh, Oh, not me. No. Uh, 21. Okay. Um, after becoming slowly desensitized or getting tinnitus, up to you, uh, <laughs> from the screaming, um, it's like a half hour after Kit's gone to bed that 
Marin, you hear a dull thud from very close by. Ace of Spades is out. And you see in the corner of your vision a little dark mass next to the wagon. I'm going to very oh, no. slowly approach it. Uh, with your perception check, as you as you go over to it, you see the back of the wagon is open. Oh no! And Felix has fallen out. Oh my god! Oh, I was so scared. On his back with his little chubby paw, little chubby hands in the air. His eyes still closed, ears still closed. Just going. Oh, oh, baby. Um, I'm gonna go uh, wake up Silas and be like, "Hey, sorry. I just need. I just need an extra hand." I'm, uh, the, the, the dragon fell out. What? Yeah, it's not, I didn't do anything, he just did it by himself, I just need help. And he picks himself up and <clears throat> comes out and sees a little, little baby dragon just there, like, boing. Yeah. Just making little sounds. Um, and he's like, <sighs> this is going to be trouble, I can already tell. It's he I, I mean goes up and says, Alright, help me. And okay. One, two, three. He's heavy as fuck. Jesus. And you get him back into the wagon and sort of slide him in. Mm. Silas climbs in and sort of drags him in a little further and takes some of the like hay and blankets and makes sort of like a you know how when the ed the edges of their nests are raised so that the baby birds don't fall out he sort of mimics that and like closes the gate again and is just like no stay there is it locked or something is there a lock on it or is it just kind of um, there's there's not a lock there's like a pin uh. Oh. Like latch on it, and he puts that in place, and he sort of glances toward the tents, and he takes out Bailiwick and uses the handle to sort of bend the lock ever so slightly, <laughs> so it's hard to push out. And he's like, "That should hold it." Okay, sorry for waking no, you. No, no, it's fine. Um, anything happen? That was basically it. Uh, apparently, there's insects just going at it, just um, constantly. That's fairly normal. <clears throat> yeah, well, I can hear them. And it's is that unsettling. What that sound is? Yeah, apparently it's just big old fuck fest. It's wonderful. Right. Mm hmm. Could have done without that. Yeah, um, thank Kit for that. Well, um. <laughs> do you need a, me to stay up with you? Or? We don't need to. Oh, it's on the table. Okay. I mean, you can if you want. I did oh my God. want to show you something. Oh. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and he uh, takes a seat by the fire with you. And, um... Oh, shit. I forgot a thing. Uh, retcon real fast. Uh, ah. Kit. Oops. Silas would have sent you with some money to grab him some diamonds. Okay. I did that. P.S. <laughs> I, I had it written down in front of me. Forgot. Um, but uh, <clears throat> Silas takes out the, the bag that Kit got for him and shows you the diamonds that Kit bought. <laughs> and he says... I think I can use these. 
for Ooh, like, in case anyone goes down. That I've would been, be. I've been talking to Caladia, and it's it's hard to communicate in words, but they've been showing me things that I might be able to do. And um, I I hope we don't have to use it, but um, and he. He shows you, uh, he keeps a journal on him that you've never seen the inside of, and he opens it up and you see uh, that he's been writing down different things that he could potentially do. Um, a lot of it is has like runic language to it uh, that you see he's been using to cast spells. Um, and he basically shows you that he's loading up on these sort of protection spells and several different healing spells. Um, and he points one out to you. He says, and they showed me that I could make this sort of like ethereal weapon as well. Oh. And sort of be, you know, a double threat <clears throat> gun and whatever I make. Fuck. So I, I wanted to show you. Uh, I, I had an idea. And he, uh, he draws a sort of uh, bolt-shaped rune into the air. <clears throat> And as he almost like turns it clockwise and pushes it forward, uh, you see floating in the air in sort of a gray, smoky, glowing light, um, this long glaive is formed oh. out of the smoke. And it's completely transparent, but as he sort of manipulates it, it sticks point first into the ground. And he, he, like, even looks surprised at himself, and he's like... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, uh... Can I go up and try and grab it? If you try to grab it, your hand just passes through it. Okay. Oh. It won't hurt anyone who is on my side, I don't think. Sir. Sir. <laughs> Sir. Sir. Thank you. Um, but uh, he he then sort of he makes a motion like he's actually physically pulling it out of the ground and it, and it rises in front of you, and he just does a quick slash motion across and you see it just stick into the side of a tree. He says, "But I can fuck things up with it." Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I... This is magic that I've only seen priests be able to do. This is... Oh. This is good. I think so. Oh, and... Um, well, and he... Uh, <clears throat> let me see. Um, he takes a page of his journal and rips off a small piece that has a number of runes on it and he sort of snaps it between his fingers and it catches fire and turns to ash and uh, you see a glimmering silver shield set in front of your chest oh yeah is it like is it like I can't it's knock not, on it or anything no like your that. hand passes straight yeah. through it yeah um, but it, it looks it's like a, a shield. Uh, just sort of drifting about an inch in front of your body and it moves with you. 
You figured I, this all out in one day? Uh, there's still plenty still to figure out, but I mean, ever since we got on the cart, I, I haven't really been aware of anything. I've just been trying to talk to Kaladir. She's picking up language very quickly. Yeah, I need... <clears throat> I need to catch up. <laughs> I, I mean, I think our abilities are going to be very different, so... Who knows? I've learned how I'm going to do produce flame. And just kind of go like... This is all I know how to do. But and that's... That's great. You've never been able to do that before. I guess, but... I don't know. Well... What what else do you know? Well, the thing where I made the campfire, I I know that. And this, and then um, the thing that it showed me in my dream last night. I think it's only when people hurt me. I can't. I don't know how else to do it. Uh, you want to test it out? <clears throat> how do you propose doing that? I mean, I'm not going to hurt you. Hurt yeah, you. well, I, I don't want to hurt you either. I have ways to protect myself. <laughs> do you want to try it? Uh, no, but you're probably going to bother me until I do, so... I'm excited to see what you can do. I'm... <clears throat> a little nervous about it. Well, here, let, 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 let's give it a try. Just sort of hold back, if you can. Um, and he, he sort of pulls you a little bit away from the camp. Not out of sight of it, but just far enough that any noise won't be too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he kind of stands in front of you. He's like, I've never actually hurt you before. Uh, and he comes up and he just gives you like a little light shoulder punch. I don't it, think it's going to do it. <laughs> it's like, uh, this is adorable. Don't get me wrong. Will you be mad at me? Go ahead. And he, if it really hurts, I'll be mad at you. But. <laughs> I'll try not. And he <laughs> reaches out and the glaive shoots across in front of him. And he very carefully, just sort of <laughs> gently swings at you. Um, being that he's holding back um, with shield of faith, what's your, what's your armor class normally? 18. 18, so with Shield of Faith, it's 20. Uh, so that will hit, uh, but being that he's holding back, I'm going to say it only does one damage to you. Okay. The blade just sort of runs across your arm and leaves this small streak of blood. And you hear in your head uh, Flameheart say, Retaliate. I will just flare out my hands and shoot Hellish Rebuke. Okay. Uh, Silas is... I 
plan for him to have guided himself, so... Uh, that is going to be a successful dex save, I believe. What's your dex save? Uh, da, 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 I'm looking it oh, up. Wait, I don't think you would know, because <laughs> um, you don't have... The creature must make a death save, a dexterity saving throw. That's all it says. Where's the... So it would be based in... It's a warlock. It's a warlock spell, so it would be based in your charisma, and you would be proficient. So the save DC would be as if you're using charisma plus proficiency. Okay, yeah. so that would be. And it's pretty high. Um, so charisma plus proficiency would be eight. So would it be ten plus that? Uh, it's eight plus. So that would bring you to sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. So 16. he does save. Okay. Um, at level three, you do four d ten fire damage halved. Okay. Four d ten. Four d ten. Where's my d tens? Um, eh. uh, eleven plus. Um, gosh, I don't know how to do math. <laughs> 11 plus 17. 36. 28. 28. 28? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> 10 and 10, 1 and 7. 28. Sure. Oh, oh wow. 28. <laughs> that was, that was adorable. Okay, so, after 14... Uh, as, as you listen to, as you sort of give in to Flameheart saying retaliate, you sort of throw your hands forward in this uh, sort of natural motion, and you feel from between your shoulder blades this intense heat, not enough to hurt you, uh, just explodes backward and then curls around you, almost in like you're almost cocooned inside a wave of fire and it just obscures your view of Silas for a moment and as it finally clears you see Silas standing there like huh. oh are you okay are you alright I'm, I'm fine and he sort of like pats like some of the embers out he's like holy shit yeah oh, mm -hmm. oh boy I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, and he's gonna—he's gonna cure wounds on himself just in case. He's gonna run out of spell slots real fast if he keeps doing this. But um, yeah, he gives himself a quick cure wounds. He says, "That was amazing. It was something. <sighs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And you've never seen him this giddy. I know. I'm like, what is?" Uh... Um, hmm. That's, that's incredible, Marin. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know why I'm so freaked out right now. I don't know. It's just a lot, I guess. Um, I. It's, it's strangely. For me, I, I don't know about you, but it's sort of comforting in a way that if somebody lashes out at you, you can just hit them right back. 
It is. I... Yeah. I guess... It's... It's scary to have... Power. <laughs> As... Yeah, it is. I... I don't know. I just... I've used magic before, but this is... Powerful. It's... And it's not like... It's not like shooting Overwatch at someone. I know that Overwatch hurts people, and I know that Ace of Spades hurts people, but... This is me. I... I don't know. Yes, it's a... It's not an extended tool. It's... it's you. Magic is... Damaging magic is... It's strange. I've, I mean, obviously I've used it before, but it makes it strangely more personal, but enough that not to become a problem. I hope so. Well, I mean, you've told me before about how you don't want hurting people to stop feeling bad. I... I mean, I trust you with these abilities. I think... I think I need to talk to Flameheart more. I don't know... I don't know it as well as you do, Keldir. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know her that well, I just... We haven't gotten to the point where I can really get to know her, but... She wants to help. That's... Seems to be her primary objective at the moment, is helping. Which suits me just fine. That's what I want to do, but... Yeah. I don't think the two of them are going to be the same kind of help. No, I don't think so. Maybe it'll feel better when I actually hurt somebody that I don't, you know, love. I'm fine. I know. I just... I don't... It didn't feel as good as I wanted it to, I guess. I know you were excited about it, but... Well, I mean, it's hard not to be excited when your <laughs> wife is some, suddenly this, you know, fire sprite, but... <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I would. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> Kit rolls, like, Kit's from the tent. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> and, um, Silas, uh, steps up and he takes your hands in his and says, talk to them more. Get to teach them. 
I think that's the first step here. It, at least from my experience with Caladir, there she's so curious about everything. It's like listening to a child ask why about everything, except her questions are broken because she doesn't quite know how to speak in sentences yet. But I think with time, they're going to pick it up and we'll be able to learn more about them and they'll be able to learn about us and we can figure out what each party needs. I, I mean, I don't know if they have goals, being that they're newborns, technically, but... Yeah, we'll I don't know. I... Go back to sleep. <laughs> I well, think... can't go back to sleep now. Well, I think I need to spend some time talking to them. Sure. Um... I'll, I'll stay within sight of the camp, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave you be. I'll just sit out here with Kaladir for a little while. Okay. Let me know when you call the next one out. Okay. Yeah. I'm he, gonna go sit back by the fire. Okay. He takes his seat by the tree, where you can still, like, see him partially, so it's not like he's obscured from your view, but he, he leaves you be. I'm gonna sit by the fire and just kind of like look into the flames. <laughs> Everything okay? Titan. Oh, okay. He almost just knocked his fucking cat tree over. Um, <laughs> let's go on break real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we'll get back to that. And okay. then, uh, yeah, we'll be back in like 10 minutes. So let's okay. say 720. Okay. See you guys in a bit. Because you cry. Bye. Because you cry. And we're back. Hey. Ta-da. 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 All right. We'll just fucking jump right back into it. You are sitting at the fire, Marin. Yeah. Silas is within sight, but not close enough to bother. You're technically on watch, but he's kind of taking it over for you. Okay. I'm just gonna look directly into the fire and just kind of zone out a little bit. Okay. Um, It's still green. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hello, Flameheart. You don't hear a response, but you feel something attentive. Um, how are you? That's a dumb. No, that's stupid. Uh, um. Oh, come on, give me something here so I don't feel like an idiot. Uh, you feel 
a slight warmth between your shoulder blades. I don't know how to talk to you. I... I guess it's like talking to a kid, but I don't really know how to talk to those either. I want you to tell me more about you. I want to learn more. I... I don't think I've been fair to you yet. You've been giving me things and I haven't been giving you the same sort of courtesy. As you're watching the, uh, the fire, the, the green color begins to sort of fade away. And... You're not sure if it's really there. But you see something in the fire sort of nestled down in the embers. This little sort of bluish-white flame. Almost wisp-like. And it's just sort of nestled down in there. And you realize it has features. It's like this little... little round ball that... It's weirdly cute. It has these little, like, nubby arms folded across the front of it. Mm. And you see these two dark eyes open up and look up at you. It's it's this big. Yeah. The whole creature. And it's just looking at you. Hi. Little nubby goes... Uh, I'm gonna scoot as close as I can to the fire without, like, you know, getting intensely hot. You can get closer than you expected. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I wanna experiment with something. Okay. I'm gonna reach out and I'm gonna try and touch the, the little blue thing in the middle. Okay, so you're actually reaching into the embers. Yes. Okay. But I am willing to draw back if it's going to hurt me. (laughs) Well, again, you can go further than you expected, so you're not sure when it's going to happen. Make me a... Make me a dexterity save. That's as close as I can think to get. Okay. Nineteen. Nineteen? Okay. Um, As you reach in, there's a point where you realize you've reached just a little too far, and you go to draw back. You do take some damage. Yeah. Um, But as you see the sort of redness form on your fingers, it's not nearly as bad a burn as you were expecting. You only take one fire damage. Okay. Okay, well, fire can still hurt. Fairly close, but not all the way. I kind of look at my finger and I'm like, okay, well, fire can still hurt me. That's something I know now. You should have had advantage on that dex, but you've you've succeeded either way. Okay. Um, 
But as you as you pull back, the little wisp sort of scoots out a little further. Can I try and touch it again? As you as you go to reach down again, it, it scoots a little further, still kind of clinging to the bits of charcoal and wood. And um, there's a point where it gets just far enough that you can actually touch it. And it's actually cool to the touch. Um, and it's kind of like, it's, it's soft almost. It, it, it's not like a flickering flame. It's just this little glowing ball. It almost feels like touching... It feels kind of like touching like gelatin uh, surrounded by like wool like it has that weird consistency to it uh he sort of squishes when you touch him i'm gonna try and scoop them up in my hand and and they they like they take their little nubbies and like hold on to one of your fingers and you pick him up out of the fire this is really cute uh Um, I hope you like the name that I gave you. I... There's a very, like, vigorous nod. (laughs) Okay. I was a little concerned it was stupid, but if you like it, uh, then that's great. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretty cute. Um... Do you know any more words? I've I've heard you say a few. But retaliate. Yeah, I've heard that one. <laughs> it's so cute and slightly terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um just checking his basic vocabulary list. Uh He, he takes a little nubby and he points at the fire and he says, light. Okay. Alright. Um. Are you... What... How do I refer to you? She, he, they... When you say he, he like points a little nubby at you. Like that okay. one, that one. Okay, yeah. He, okay. 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 Um, I know you saw into my, my memories. I, I know you want me to retaliate. Is it just because you are with me? Because you're part of me? Because... I guess I just wonder why you want me to. And and he sort of settles into your hand and looks up, sort of like he's thinking. And you can tell he's struggling to answer you. And he... As you ask him, like, if he's a part of you, he... He, like, points his little hands at you and says, Marin. Mm-hmm. And he points his hands at himself and he says, Flameheart. But you're part of my soul, right? 
He he nods and then shakes his head. Mm. Oh. That's clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he says he he sort of shakes his head and makes like a no motion with his hand and says, Ulgar. Not Yeah. Different. Right. I knew that. I knew you weren't him. You're a lot cuter, I'm assuming. He, like, squiggles down. He's, like, <laughs> real excited. Um. And he, he sort of points between the two of you again and says, different. I kind of point between the two of us and go... Partners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you heard Keladir earlier... He gets real excited. He, like, starts glowing really brightly. You like her? Yeah. 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 Why? Silas. Yeah. Yep. Is, is it just because... Is it just because she's with Silas, or because I like Silas, or he does like the the like yeah no yes and no kind of mm-hmm. it's like uh and he points towards Silas mm-hmm. it says love oh both. Mm. And he sort of thinks for a moment. And you actually feel this weird, like... It's almost like a slight tangle in your head. And you realize he's digging for something. And in your head, you hear... You feel a word come to you before he says it. He says, husband. Sister. Mm. Right. Okay. Like... Sylphie. Yeah, like Sylphie. Hmm. And he uh, points at the fire. He says, Help. Get Sylphie. Yeah. Um, that's very nice of you to do that. It's very nice. <laughs> very nice. Um, and, and he sort of shrugs and like it's like it's obvious. I mean, there's a lot of people in this world who wouldn't do something that nice. You're nice. Family. Yeah, we're family. Um, Sylphie. Family. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Um, and, um, he, he sort of, like, takes his little, little nubby hands and he, like, pat-pats on your palm. Like, mm-hmm. like, as a, like, he's sort of, like, getting your attention to change the subject. Mm-hmm. Um, and he points toward the fire. Mm-hmm. And he says, Marin, pass through. I mean, we already saw that I... Yeah. 
new new gift. What just now? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um One second, I'll send it to you. Okay. <laughs> From Marin, pass through fire. Yes, that is a Keyless reference. Well, yeah, I figured. I should have had my. I don't have my uh, tankard with the the wrap. Oh yeah, you do have that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. And I got an extra reason to use it. Yay. Um. <clears throat> but you can hear as he continues to talk. He's starting to understand a little bit more how it works. It's not like he understands you. Whatever you say, he understands it. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't know how to convey words back to you quite as well. Right. Okay. Um, Almost as if, like, you're teaching a mute to speak again. Um, And uh, anytime you say a word, he sort of figures out how to say it back. Um, not, not like a Kenku, but sort of like building his vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, he just like pitter-pats on your hand, like excited about this new gift. Is there a way, can I use control flames to make the fire bigger? Um, let me check. I don't, I've looked at it and I thought it could be a little bit bigger, but... Uh, yes, you can expand it up to five feet in one direction, provided that other fuel is present. Okay. So, like, I can throw some extra logs on there, and... Yeah. Uh, you can also double or have the light, um, and you can cause shapes to appear in the fire. Okay. I will just make it five feet taller. Okay, so you intensify it, and it gets yeah. pretty bright. Mm-hmm. And you see Silas look around the tree at you, but he doesn't—he doesn't bother. Um, just still holding Flameheart in my palm. I'm like, I trust you, and I'm gonna. And he—he he like he like holds on to your hand. He says, "Hurt, not as bad." Okay. Huh. <laughs> eh. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna walk through it. You actually <laughs> walk through the fire? Oh god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Wow. Um, so I think you... I might have looked at this a little too fast, but um, you... Yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> uh, you, uh, if there's one that's... thing everybody needs to know about Ash when it comes to committing to doing stupid things on D&D campaigns is that I she sure always do. commits. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. It's just, not... just burn them. It's cool. Okay, well, that's not what this one does. Um, Alright, so you, you yeah. go to... Okay. You, no, as I'm you go, he, he like grabs onto your fingers, like no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. Nope. <laughs> I'm pretty. Yeah. Okay. I misconstrued what. Okay. You said. Okay. Yeah, and I'm looking at it a little bit more now because, yeah. like, I read it really fast, and I was like, okay. You're um, not resistant to fire. No. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I basically just take half. Um, n- n- no, 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 you're not resistant. I'm sorry, so, we're playing me, and I'm trying me, to read too. Let me translate so this into like Flameheart, or let me just translate this into exposition. As you're standing there, like looking at Flameheart, trying to understand what he's telling you, he essentially he he picks out some words and he has to like almost play charades with you to get the right words. Mm. But he he points at the fire. He says, "Fire magic." Harder to hurt, Marin. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Fire, normal. Hurt. Gotcha. Yeah, I I just now saw the spell based. Yeah. yeah um, so you advantage on dexterity saving man. throws against fire based spell attacks and cannot yeah. be set on continual fire. So, for example, if you were to step into any fire, it would not hold on to you. It would not catch, but it would still hurt you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll still take ambient heat damage as if walking into a fire burning building lava. Um, and you can, he explains to you, you can give this ability to another creature for a short time. Okay. I will use control fr- flames again to make, to bring the fire down. Yeah, and he sort of loosens his grip on your finger and goes, Phew. Sorry, I... He, he like, pat-pats your hand, like, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll try that out at some other point. That's fine. Um, is there anything else that you want or need that doesn't have to do with me? And he sort of sits there, he like crosses his little nubby arms and thinks about it for a second. Just this fat little wisp just sitting there. And he, like, looks around, and he sees your bag, and he points at it. Uh, I will open it? And he, he, like, floats up to it and peers inside. And he, he, like, motions toward the bag, and then he motions toward his mouth. Uh, what are you, you're hungry? He thinks about it and nods, kinda. Do you need... Do you need, like... Like, wood or something to, to keep burning? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd kind of dump out, like... Maybe not all the contents of my bag, but, like, like I'll try and keep Overwatch and stuff in there. And, okay. But, like, some of the smaller items I'll okay dump them um, on the so you you dump out like your basic tools and uh, rations and stuff and he immediately goes straight for the rations oh. and he starts like pushing stuff out of the way I mean he's smaller than some of these like like uh, little uh, paper wrapped pieces of dried food and eventually he comes across you have like a little hidden stash of candy. And he comes across one that's like a peppermint candy and his eyes get all big. 
and he like starts biting the wrapper trying to get it open here here i'll unwrap it and and as soon as you do his mouth gets huge and he just <laughs> it just encompasses this thing it's like calcifer oh. yeah like, that's what like, i'm picturing <laughs> yeah very similar but not quite as creepy yeah. But just his mouth just becomes the size of half of his body, and he's like, Hoom. yeah. And you oh. distinctly smell the scent of burning sugar, and it- just like little bits of steam and smoke come out of him, and he's just big old smile on his face. So you like candy, and he nods. Shouldn't eat it all the time. It's bad for you. <sighs> Maybe one or two a day. And he kind of looks around and he sees like a little green leaf on the ground and he goes up and chomps it and it burns a little bit at the edges. Hmm. And you watch him spend a couple minutes just randomly putting shit in his mouth like a little kid. Like he tries a rock and he spits it out and it's glowing ever so slightly. And he tries like a blade of grass. Seems to be okay with it. He likes leaves. Uh, but eventually he steals another piece of candy and I'll yeah. try and see if there's like a piece of dried fruit or something too and I'll yeah, be like he seems to love anything sweet and he really seems to like the taste of like I don't sort of like leafy stuff he seems to like roughage kind of mm-hmm. yeah meat he's not interested in okay Eventually, I'll put all of the stuff back in my bag. Yeah. He, after you finish, like, feeding him little bits of stuff, he's grown ever so slightly. He's, like, the size of a baseball now. Um, (laughs) And he just sort of, like, he's sitting on your thigh, like, near your knee, and he's sort of, like, blobbed just a little bit, (laughs) just really happy. I'll give him a little pat on the head. Yeah. He, He sort of boop. Like, he's just this little gelatin ball. Yeah. Um, Eventually, you get the idea that maybe he fell asleep, and Mm -hmm. he slowly just sort of fades and disappears. Can I also spend a little bit of time trying to um, turn him into... I don't want to copy Silas necessarily, but I think that I think the ring would be the thing that fits best for Marin, I guess. Well, what you would know from spending a little time with them, uh, you can, on a long rest overnight, change him... You can change his weapon form. Mm-hmm. And you can change his non-weapon form. They're separate. Um, oh, okay. Okay. You basically what you can do is similar to, um, similar to like Star Razor. You can just summon a gun, or you can dismiss it, yeah. um, or you can change the gun into something small and non-weapon. So it can be like a ring, a bracelet, yeah, uh, an earring, a necklace. I will also try and turn him into a ring on my okay middle right finger okay um so you sort of set that in your mind and it does take the long rest to to happen so it doesn't happen right away um but as you're sort of sitting there with the actual gun um you're just sort of focusing on what you want the non-weapon version to be 
and the uh, the the kyanite gun starts to glow ever so slightly, but it probably won't be done till the morning. Um, so if I'm in battle then, and I need to pull pull it out, would would it would I have to wait if, for a long rest or no? Um, like okay. I said, the the ring and the gun are separate. You can change it from ring to gun the same way you do if you just summon the gun. Gotcha. Okay. 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 I'm gonna look over and I'm gonna call out to Silas like, uh, did you see any of that? I saw you playing with fire. You didn't see anything else? Like, little, little guy? No. Okay. And he looks around the tree at you. He's not here anymore. Go to bed, man. Yep. <laughs> wake Justine up anyway. It's her yeah. turn. Okay. I'll go wake Justine up. Okay. Yep, she comes out, takes last watch. Whoops. <laughs> Um, the rest of the night passes by without an issue. Um, in the morning, Marin, you awaken with a kyanite blue ring around your right middle finger. Hmm. Interesting. Streaked through with bits of white. Um, and the rest of you wake up and start getting around for the day. Have the trees stopped screaming? Um, they're starting to chill out. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool, cool. Tight, tight, tight. Tight, 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 tight. Make perception checks. Oh, boy. Ugh. I hate those. The fuck was that? Oh, my pins fell. Oh, no. I'm having a day. Yeah. Twenty-one. Seven. Oh no! How bad is it? Gosh, it sounds like all of them fell off. Yeah, they're everywhere. One second. Okay. So this production of Howl's Moving Castle is brought to you by. um, Uh, Yeah. Mac and cheese. Yep, mac and cheese. Thank you. That's non, that's non, who the sponsor is. Non-specific brand of mac and cheese. Yep. Just enjoy your mac and cheese at bitly dot <laughs> mac attack. Actually, don't actually type that in. I have no idea what that's gonna bring mac up. Mac attack, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, While you guys were doing that, I drew Flameheart, and I think the drawing's really dumb, but it's in the chat if you want to look at it. Or I can just... I want to look at it. Here, it's, like, super dumb. Oh, he's so cute! Oh, my God! He's so adorable! That peppermint, I had to... I sent the first one with him just, like, a little mouth, and then you start talking about the peppermint, and I was like, okay... (laughs) That's better. Oh my god, he's so cute. <laughs> I love him so much. Taylor can make it better, I'm sure, but... No, I like it. He's so cute. I think that's all of them. I hope so. You shall find them. 
Well, uh, so we like we just redid Howl's Moving Castle with like a little bit of Spirited Away thrown in there. Because yeah, when you were like, when you're like, I'm gonna take out, take, I'm gonna empty my bag. I was like, oh, this is gonna be like the River Spirit. Like you pull yeah. one thing out and it's just, woof, like a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. Yeah, it did end up a little Studio Ghibli, didn't it? A little bit. That's okay. Um, I'm that's fine. fine. Studio Ghibli's great. Yeah, they are. Uh, let me let me look in chat at your boy. He's so adorable. Oh, he's so cute. I want a little plushy version of him. Oh my gosh. It's just I like a ball idea. with arms. Yes. I do have an idea in my head of how he looks, and that's getting there. Well, okay. I'll, I'll draw him at some point. No, um, go for it. Yeah. All right, so. Wake up in the morning. What were your perception checks, by the way? 21. Seven. Uh, Kit, you're the first person to notice that Tristan's not there. <gasps> what? Oh, no. Uh, I will... I'll like stop in my tracks, be like, where's Tristan? Mm. And Silas stops and says, Weren't, weren't you sharing a tent with him? Yes. Was he there when I woke up? Yep. He was not there when I woke up. Was he there when you went to sleep last night? Yes. Maybe he just went off to pee. And never came back. Well, when did he... When did you notice he was gone? This morning. It's still morning, so maybe. I don't know. Do you think he forgot to knock on wood as many times as he jinxed us? Uh, You know what? Maybe. Um, That fucker. God damn it. Can I start looking around, yeah, to see if there's, like, any sign of struggle or something like that? Sure. Make investigation checks. Okay. I'll join you. Oh, dogs. That was a nat one. Uh, mine was not much better. Nine. Okay. You guys, uh, spend a little (laughs) while looking around the camp, seeing if you can find any, uh any signs of struggle or somebody walking away, but no sign of him. His stuff's still there. Oh, God. Okay. Um. And as you finish getting done with your search, you hear this, like, squeaky sound coming out of the wagon. Uh. I go over to the wagon. Is he in there? No. Felix is. And he's waking up and he's hungry. Okay, one um, of you guys take care of that. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to wild shape into like a hawk, owl, bird, eagle, um, and I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna go around and see if I can catch any sight of him. I will turn into a giant eagle so that I have advantage on perception checks. <laughs> so you you take off, but first. Uh, Marin, Silas, and Justine, you're all looking at each other, and Justine's like, I don't do children. I mean, Fair. I don't... Okay, um... And Silas cool. rolls his eyes, he's like, okay, fine. Alright, let... So he had, like, some powdered stuff that he mixed up with other stuff, and then he put it yes. in a thing, and, and then gave it to him. Uh, Silas goes over to, um, Tristan's bag and pulls out this, like, sack of uh, powdered milk and he's like uh, I'm going to guess at 
the amount of water. Uh, and he like grabs like a, a a pot that you guys have been using and puts the powder in there and starts adding water. I'll go. I'm gonna go into the wagon and I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, buddy. Hey." Little closed eyes, closed ears, little chubby dragon. Mm. Just. Meh. Well, yeah, just a second, all right? It's... Hmm. Silas, hurry up. I'm I'm working on it. Okay. I'm just afraid I'm gonna... Justine comes up as well and, like, leans on the back of the wagon. She's like... I mean, he's pretty cute. I thought you said you don't do children. I, I don't, but I can admire cute animals. Well, no, he's a person, isn't he? He's just a baby. Yeah. He'll talk mm. eventually. That's weird. It's... If you think about it, everything's weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Especially mm. the screaming trees. Uh, did Kit tell you about the screaming trees? Yes. Yeah. Did I? I assume. <laughs> you got up in the morning, you're like, God damn it, did the trees stop? <laughs> Um, but Kit, uh, as you rise above the rise above, you, <laughs> go, ahead <laughs> go ahead and make a perception check with advantage. Hell yeah! Even better. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Well, you'd be you you'd be dumb to have missed it, but uh, oh no! Off to the east and slightly south, the direction that you guys came from, you see a plume of smoke billowing. Oh, shit. And further off, far, far away, you see this red streak go across the sky, heading southeast. Oh, no. Do I see Tristan anywhere? No. Nobody... The woods here are pretty thick, so even with high perception, you probably wouldn't be able to see him if he was, like, below you, but you don't see anything along the road. Um, well, you would see another caravan, like, much, much further off that's coming you guys' way, like, at speed, trying to get away, mm. but you don't see any sign of Tristan. Um, if I fly over to the smoking area, is that, like, really far away, or...? Uh, it's close to the edge of, uh, close to the, the furthest edge of the fields outside Aranath Village. Hmm. Um, okay. so almost, you know, you guys made slow progress on foot, but flying, you can get there fairly fast. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, it's a dragon attack well yeah uh, no i know that i'm just wondering it, if like i run across like tristan's body or see um, him running with a, off with a 24 uh you would notice that uh the cloud stride the airship is sort of circling the area and as you get closer to the this line of fire it looks like the dragon just came down and just dropped a line across a field and part of the forest you do see a number of charred bodies out there but oh, they're no. so fucked up that you can't tell if any of them's even a tiefling so this okay. is closer to us than it is the city then uh it's about equidistant okay mm -hmm. 
I'm going to turn around and now the cloud strife. What's cloud stride. Cloud stride. Sorry, it's going to be the cloud strife from now on. Um, no. the, the, you can't make them so close together. It's named after Anzir. They're the cloud strider. Anyway, uh, so the Cloud Strider is the one the Ma- Mar Margadel is on, right? Mavari. Mavari. I can't remember their names. I'm so Mar- sorry. Mavari. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the one she's on. Uh, yes, that is her ship. Okay, is it really far away, or can I get to it really fast? It's far enough away that if you went there, you would lose your. Your polymorph or whatever you use. It lasts for like four or five hours. Does it? Yeah. Because I'm not polymorphing, I'm wild shaping. Oh, oh you're wild shaping. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, Yeah, you could get there. How many? How long would it take me to get there? Because I don't... C- counting the amount of time you've taken to get back toward the city, uh, it would probably take you an hours flight away from your party no. to get all the way to the cloud stride. I'm going to go back to Marin and Silas and Justine. Okay. Um, I'm going to just land like really hard just like woof, and immediately turn mm. back into me and like alright so red well, dragon attack so whoever of you has sending if you do please tell Ansem what's happening. Dude, we don't have sending anymore. Oh, Silas doesn't have sending anymore? No. Let me check. I don't think he does. Oh, we don't have the cat either. Fuck. Nope, cat's gone. Cat's gone. Uh, he does not have it prepared. Wait. Oh, he has Wait. It. No, Vosner, Vosner gave me a piece of paper. Oh. Or a mirror or something. What the fuck? When we got here. Did he? Yes. I wrote it down. I just can't remember what it was. Foster gave Luke and his cat. Navier and Constantine's dragon. Okay. Greater restoration of the Hall of Okay. Um, apparently, I did not write it. Down. Nope, maybe I did. I wrote it down. Foster gave me something to contact them. I know you're right, but I can't remember. Postcard notes? Nope, that's not it. No. He, this was last session. Yeah, no, I literally have all the notes right here, and I remember him giving it to me, and apparently I didn't write exactly what it was. I just have a note that he gave it to me. I'm moderately certain it was a mirror? I think it was a mirror. I'm sorry, I should have taken better notes on that. Hold on. Oh, am I looking at the wrong one? I was to help Diamond my math. I told don't go to a step. He gave us a map of the city. Got Bull's box. I wrote down, like, the name of the temple and where he told us the diamond mines are and, like, all this stuff. What the fuck are postcard notes? Why did I write down postcard notes? What the hell does that even mean? It was for the the cisterns. Oh, cisterns. That's right. 
postcard notes. The postcards that we got in the mail. Okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at this game, you guys. Uh, I tried to walk through a fire earlier. Well, Uh, that actually, like, tracks with you, though. Like, that's pretty... What, me being stupid? Well, the last time we were playing a D&D game, you windmilled through razor wire. I definitely did that, yep. (laughs) I thought it would be fun. I thought it would be cool. Oh, my God. wasn't. (laughs) Nope. It did not go the way we expected. Nope. No, it went however else expected. It, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna... You know, I think I remember making a joke about Beauty and the Beast, so I think it was a mirror. Yeah, okay. Because I definitely did, like, a Show Me the Beast and, like, did... <laughs> yeah, no, okay, I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like yeah. something I would do. Yeah. I can't remember the details. I tried to scan through the video real fast. I can do so it can once a day. It. Uh, yeah. So, show me the beast mirror. Uh, I'm gonna whip out the mirror, and I'm just okay. gonna I'm gonna activate it like, bop. Ciao. And Ciao. hold it out. And be like, show me the Vosner. Ring ring. Ring ring. Ring ring. Ring ring ring. Ring ring ring. Phone call. Phone call. After after about a minute. Because it's, it takes a while for somebody to pick up. It's it's not that different. It's well. they've got it on silent. Those fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, you see the the mirror uh, surface sort of shimmer, and you see it actually still being picked up as it comes up to face uh, a woman, maybe in her mid thirties or so, uh, dark hair braided. You can see the start of dark blue armor, similar to Vosner's and a symbol of the Raven Queen. And uh, you see a couple scars on her face, and she says, Is this, uh, is this Mr. Uh, Kit? Yeah, this is Kit. No idea who the hell you are, but there's a red dragon on the way. We're very well aware. Uh, Haley okay. Molinark. Uh, oh, hi. You know, uh... Are you all okay? Is Felix okay? We're okay. Felix is fine. However, um, Matt... Matt. Tristan. Malavir. Malvin. Mavari. Mavari. (laughs) Mavari's father, Tristan, has disappeared and he was the caretaker. We don't know where he is. Can't find him or his body. Shit. Uh. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll send folks out there to see if we can find him. Okay. How far away are you guys from. We're, we're only a couple hours outside of town. Okay, so that it's possible he could be there. Um, keep going. Okay. Don't don't stop. In fact, move as fast as you can. Uh, we'll look for him. I'll send some patrols out to see if we can find him. Maybe he doubled back to try to help. Uh, I think Mavari's in the area. She can also take a look. Um, thank you. Uh, Anything you guys need? Uh, like a recipe for how to take care of this thing? A recipe? I don't know. <laughs> Instructions? But how uh, many times do we feed it? Do What do we do with it? Feed him every... Oh god, what did she say? Uh, oh, this is gonna be really great for this baby dragon. Feed him every four hours. Okay, every four hours! Um, you Fit. should have a bottle. That's how much you should feed him is bottle. Fill the bottle up. Okay, um, we're 
And I don't know. It's it's a baby. It can't be that different from my kids. It's a baby. Uh, it can't be that hard. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just I don't know. Keep him keep it warm. Keep, keep him it warm. And. <laughs> Change out the nesting material. Change the nesting material. Oh my god, shut up! Uh, (laughs) Marin yells that over to him like, God, that should should work until you get to Ralden. That'll do it! (laughs) Eat a dick! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, thank you. Uh, How do we, what do we hang these up with? Is it like over and out, 10-4? Dirty bird. <laughs> we gave you guys Felix. Yes. Uh, hi, super elder druid. Out. Have a she good day. Drops the mirror in it. Okay. And it turns back into an actual mirror. Perfect. Okay. Did you guys get all that? Yes. We're already doing that. Okay. Um, perfect. Cool. Those are your instructions. I have already forgotten them, so keep track. <clears throat> So we're just on our own with this thing, then? They said move as quickly as possible. Oh, God. So somebody beat the oxen so we can get going. And Silas rolls his eyes, and Justine jumps in the driver's seat. She says, okay, and she just takes the reins. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 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 And then they go at a, they go at a, you know, a breakneck three miles per hour. (laughs) If that. Yeah. Yeah, if that. So you guys, you guys grab all your stuff and get headed out. Uh, Silas and Marin, you're in the back finishing up with Felix and Kit. I guess you're the one who's on watch. Yeah, I'm just like I'm perched on top of the wagon, just like that is out. not a structurally sound part of the wagon. Yeah, but I'm so skinny and twinky that it doesn't matter. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> I won't argue with that. I, right. I am light as a feather. But stiff as okay. I dance like uh, princess. For the sake of brevity, uh, give me a perception check for the next three days. Do I have to roll three or just one? Uh, give me three. Okay. Do you want me to roll two or just him? Uh, Kit, because he's the one. Um, nat yeah. twenty for a thirty oh, on the first day. Oh, look at you. Okay. Uh, nat two on the second day for twelve. Oh. Hey, you. Uh, and 18 on the last day. Okay. So the first day, you're super on guard. You're like, fucking dragons, I'm gonna catch you. And, yeah. Got my eyes, like, way open. (laughs) Yeah. But thankfully, uh, aside from a very brief flash of red on the horizon as you guys come up a hill, it's too far away to be of threat. Um, Don't worry, no threat. Too far away. doesn't... It's fine! Marin, you're inside the covered part of the wagon. You see Silas pull out Bailwick and just point it <laughs> no, out for it. No, it's fine. I, like, have my mouth on the canvas. I'm like, don't worry, it's fine. Don't worry, it's totally fine. No one can see us. I eventually, I raise a base of space. <laughs> no, if I can't, you can't either. Um, but yeah. First day goes fine. They're uh, taking the, the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> uh, the second day, Kit is so self-assured that he doesn't even bother watching, really. Everything is fine. I see all. <laughs> yes, we are totally safe with me on guard. <laughs> yes. 
And, you know, that results in you guys almost getting run over by a herd of fucking unicorns at some point, because Kit's not paying attention. Oh my god, where did all these I unicorns come from? Unicorns. I stick my head out the wagon. Unicorns! Like, pay attention, super master high elder That's dumbass. right. That's, you've almost got it. You're so close. <laughs> Have you seen Where all these it? unicorns? They're, like, super magical. They just, like... They're blinkacorns. Excuse me, they're blinkacorns. <laughs> as you as you pull back in, Kit's like, uh, "Excuse me," and he just sticks his head down over the edge. Like, yeah. they're magical. <laughs> they're blinkacorns. <laughs> um, but uh, the third day, uh, as you guys are getting a fair distance from the city now, you're about halfway there, if not a little more. Wow. Kit's on top of the fuck. Kit's on top of the wagon. Well, we're halfway there. I turn to Silas and I'm like, And then we're both going, Woo! Oh, we're out of I turn to Silas and I'm like, We could leave them. It could just could- be us. We could kill them both. Tristan could said Tristan. that he did this by himself. I lean back over. I'm like, every four hours. <laughs> I just go back to watching. I remembered every four hours. Every four hours. It just came back to me. It's been three days. It's been like, three days. Like, oh, oh yeah. Feed the thing. Yeah. Um, We've been doing that. <laughs> In this time, uh, Felix's eyes and ears have opened, (gasps) which makes him so much harder to deal with because he's just crawling everywhere. Oh, no. Okay. To the point where Silas at one point got out and found, like, a bunch of branches and, like, covered up the back of the wagon so Felix can't climb out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's getting to be a thing. And like occasionally he tries to like climb up next to Justine and Silas is like has to put his arms around him like no, no <laughs> and pulling him back. He's also getting bigger. So he was the size of a Doberman, now he's about the size of a Great Dane. Jesus. He's um, growing fast. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my loot and I'm just going to play him like little children's songs that I remember. <laughs> Like, wheels on the bus. But, Mm. like, yeah. Would you like to give us a little tiny concert here? No! Okay. (laughs) Wheels on the park go round and round. Round and round. Yeah. Yeah. Kit joins in. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. 99 bottles of beer. Yeah, we can't. He's he's a baby. We don't want to sing about beer. 98 bottles of milk on the wall. There we go. Okay. Okay, uh, but on the on the third day, Kit, you're paying a little more attention. Uh, you guys have passed by some other carts on your way, just normal people running the road. You pass by a couple each day, um, hey. and you have seen some folks who are actually patrolling, uh, even some Raven Knights. And uh, on the third day, uh, someone actually catches up with you—a a rider on their own horse, just a normal horse. Um, you see this uh, this Clydesdale coming along, where it does have some gear on it that looks official, but you don't know what it represents. You see the sort of arched pattern on the front of its harness, um, and you see a man perched on its back, fairly tall, uh, 
just sort of like very lazily riding, not very good form. He seems like half asleep. It's it's like late afternoon. So he's just like, but still moving faster than the ox. And as he comes up alongside your cart, he sort of perks up a little bit. He's like, hey, evening, folks. Hi. I'm still perched on top of the wagon. I'm just like, yes. He looks up. He's like, where are you folks headed? To Ralden. Oh, okay. Um, you have any problems out here on the road? Uh, there was a lot of blinkacorns. Yeah, that's couple, pretty normal. Yeah, a couple of days ago. Um, but you know, other than that, nothing that I'm aware of. Um, and you see Justine like stick her head around the side, be like, "And um, who's asking?" Oh and, yeah, uh, who the hell are you? <laughs> the guy kind of chuckles. He's like, "Sorry, sorry, uh, Ian McCarran. I'm. Uh, I I'm work sorry. for the." What? Sir Ian McKellen is here. Ian McCarran. <laughs> Ian McKellen is here. God damn it. <laughs> like, oh. I'm a huge fan of your work. I'm a huge fan I of your spent, work. I spent a half hour trying to pick out his name, trying to find something that didn't sound stupid when I said it out loud, and that was the one thing I didn't think of. It doesn't sound stupid. It Hold sounds on, very refined. Oh, okay. 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 Phone calls. Oh, God. So many interruptions. Most That's of them okay. on my end. It's okay. Watch them on my end, so Sir Ian McKellen, he like just comes out and he's like, "Look Ian to the, McCarran. look to the east on the third day, and I'll um, save you." Slightly busy. How long? That's not long at fucking all what he said. No, I have no idea how it goes. I can't so remember. Look to the east on the third day. The dawn of the third day. The dawn oh, of the third day. Kind of yeah. What is it? <sighs> I I can't remember. Whatever. He arrives on the dawn of the third day with the Rohirrim, and they ride down a a sheer like hillside to fucking save Helm's Deep, and it's great. They do. God damn it! Was it your sister? No, I thought it was. I thought it was like a GR number, so I was like, maybe they're calling me to schedule my vaccination. And then I Mm -hmm. picked it up, and it was the tax place that we put our tax info into. And they're like, we can't get a hold of your husband, and he's just sitting on the couch playing video games. Oh, like god damn it! (laughs) So, no vaccination for me. Oh, okay. Sir Ian McKellen is still here, though. Oh, Mm -hmm. no, sir. Big, big fan of you in the X Men movies. Yeah, he was in the X Men movies. Yeah, yes, he was Magneto. Magneto. I've never watched them. Oh, oh he's the bad guy. He's great. Um, him, him, and uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, like, yes, have the gayest relationship ever, and oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, they have yeah. really good chemistry, and it really shows in X Men, where you're like, these two totally have boned at least once. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. We're playing D and D. Sorry. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he introduces himself. He says, "I uh, I work for the Guild of the Gate. I'm helping patrol the way to Ralden. Ah, uh, just." checking on folks that have passed by yeah no we're we're cool super cool and he sort of looks over all of you he's like i don't 
recognize any of you folks. Uh, we're with the <laughs> what the hell was Mar- Marvinell's name? Mavari. Of Mavari. I really cannot remember it. Mavari Kaligaigo. Thank you. Kaligaigo clan. The Kaligaigo. Whatever. I'm Midwestern. I'm Marvin of the Colgate people. We. It's. It's been a thing. Um, Cully Gygo. Okay, yeah, we're helping the Cully Gygos. The Cully Gygos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can, you guys. Both of you take 100 points of plot damage. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, I'm still up. I'm still, I'm still up. I'm still up. <laughs> anyway, um. Uh. But, uh. Oh god, what was happening? Oh yeah, um, yeah. As you as you mentioned that name, he's like, oh okay. So uh, you you're not you don't look like uh, freedom fighters. Excuse my saying. Are you guys new members of the Guild of the Gate that I don't know? Or uh, we're Phalon. Oh, Phalon. Okay, that makes yeah. We're just like helping out. All right. Well, good luck, I guess. Um, yeah, thanks. Marin, mm-hmm. make a history check. Oh, God. <clears throat> Here we go. Twelve. Twelve. This guy looks real familiar. Uh, I hop out of the wagon, and I kind of okay, walk so over. Walking up, following <laughs> alongside as the cart and the horse are still moving. And he looks down at you. He says, uh, yeah? Do I know you from somewhere? <clears throat> I mean, you don't look familiar to me. Hmm. Insight check? Sure. Okay. 14. It's strange. It's not a lie. But it's not the entire truth either. Is this guy uh, half Goliath? He's very tall and pale. Fuck. <clears throat> do I know? Do I know what a thane looks like? Because I don't think I would. You've never seen him. But, but on I've that train his, of thought, his... you've seen Haley, and she looks Shit. strikingly like this man. Oh no! Oh boy! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no. <clears throat> no, it's fine. It's cool. I okay. don't realize this. Never mind. Yeah. No. 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 I kind of look at him. And go. Okay. Um. Must have been mistaken. Thanks. I guess I got one of those faces. Um, yeah. I guess so. Do you folks need help getting to where you're going? Do you need a? directions or anything? No, I think it's pretty straight shot, actually. Where are you uh, headed? If I I'm headed to Ralden, too. Oh. Oh! <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> well, maybe we'll see you there. Sure. Alright. Again, I crawl back into the wagon. Yep, and he gives his horse a little nudge, and they continue on at their former pace, which is a little bit faster than you guys. 
Uh, I see, because I'm pretty sure I saw the way you reacted, I'm assuming. Mm, okay, sure. And so I'm going to flip down into the into the wagon. Be like, uh, what was that all about? I'm making sure he's far enough away where he can't hear us anymore. Okay. You, um, you <clears throat> out of sight. That was a thing. I'm like 99% sure that was a thing. A thane Molinarch? Mm-hmm. Uh, I pulled the mirror back out. Okay. He said he's heading to Ralden, so I don't know if we're going to... I wonder yeah. if he's... I wonder if he just knows we're headed there. And there, he's keeping an eye on us. Uh, or he could be intercepting the dragon. He could be just after us. He could be looking for Ansem. He could be... Since they can't scry on us now, he could be the one that's keeping tabs on us. Yeah, I know. That's that's what I think it is. Yeah. I think they're sending him to keep to look after us. Alright. I'm going to activate the mirror again. Okay. Show me the beast. Um I like how um, we have make it pink and show me the beast. <laughs> show me the beast. That is literally what this mirror is now. That is this spell. Yeah. Um, this time, <laughs> as, it, as it lifts up, uh, you see the familiar half-orc face of Vosner with his graying beard and tied-back hair. Um, and he looks into it. He says, Hey, kid. Hi. Hi, Vosner. Um, so I'm going to make sure, like, uh, Marin is in the frame, too. Uh, mm-hmm. We think Hi. we just ran into a Thane Molinarch dressed you, as... Dressed as he, e- well, he rode by. Uh, what his name was, Ian McLean. McLean. McLaren. McCarran. McCarran. Okay. No, not McCarran. 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 It's like when you go to McDonald's and you you know you want to see a manager. You're McCarran. Um, <laughs> Uh, McCarran. Um, we're so good at this. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> so he's part of the Guild of the Gate. He's dressed as a part of the Guild of the Gate. And yeah, he, uh, Ethane. He's, he's a chaser. Well, uh, he's going under the name Ian McCarran, and he's riding to Ralden, and I don't know if he's trying to cut us off or keeping tabs on us. I mean, if he was trying to cut us off, he already did. I, know, he did. Like, he's in front of us now. Yeah. But I don't know I if he's know. after the dragon, if he's after us, if he's after both. I think he's keeping tabs on us. You you guys are about halfway there, right? Oh, uh, we're a little yeah. yeah, we're a little over halfway there. <laughs> All right. But still living on a prayer now for sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Shit. Uh, I don't. I don't know what he might do. Uh, we know he's a walker, so mm-hmm. he's dangerous. Uh, if he's seen you, then you can bet that other people know where you are, too. Uh, d- definitely, yeah. Well, for sure. Uh, is Can Felix walk yet? Uh, his eyes and ears are open. He should be able to start walking. Can you get off the road? Um, 
How much longer is that going to take? We we can definitely get off the road. I just don't know how to get there without the road. Shit. Uh, I mean, we could hoof it and see what happens. Well, uh... I just don't want to lose the Would the you be dragon. able to... Kit, how much are you able to carry, like, as a, as a big bird? Oh, I could probably carry at least two of you. I meant, I meant the dragon. I could probably carry the dragon. The only thing I'm worried about is uh, Red Red Nightmare has streaked by a couple of times, and I'm yeah. worried about Red Nightmare catching me carrying a baby black dragon in the middle of the stratosphere. Mm, that's true. Especially since I have turned into a dragon before, and uh, I can see really well. Wait, um, you can... What? You can turn into a dragon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like... It's like level four stuff, kid. That's not not a big deal. Well, can't you just fucking pick up everybody and go? It's a young dragon. I can't turn into, like, a huge dragon. Damn. All right. I mean, uh, I could... I could... How big is a young dragon? They're considered a large... A young, young dragon is considered large, so they take up a ten by ten. You'd be able to carry... About the same amount, yeah. Would I be able to carry the dra- the baby dragon and one other person, or no? You'd be able to carry the baby dragon or two adult people. I could. Okay, um, so we we have Justine and we have Marin. Let me check and what Silas. Justine's wizard abilities are. I could polymorph another person. That's that true. might work. I have um, plenty of spell slots. It's wild shape concentration. Polymorph is technically concentration, but as long yeah, as I don't get is not. yeah, wild shape is not. Um, okay. Polymorph is, but I mean, on critical role, they cast it twice all the yeah. time. So can, as long as I don't take a hit, I should be fine. Yeah. Uh, Justine also has access to Phantom Steed. Oh. Oh. Which is a horse-like phantom that can travel a hundred feet per round. Holy shit, a hundred feet per round? Mm-hmm. And if you double dash, that's that's fast. That's fast fuck. Okay, that's faster than we can fly. So... So, so I mean, if you can figure out what to do with Silas and Marin, Justine can get around. Or if you want to do a polymorph... Mm-hmm. Whoever's polymorph can carry two people. Okay. Well, uh... I mean, we could, uh... Vosner, do you know how much further we have to go? I mean, if you're halfway there, it's, uh... At the speed you guys are currently going, it'll take you another three and a half days or so, but... Uh... If we fly, we could go a lot faster. If you could fly, you'd probably get there in two. Hmm. Two days? Depending on if you can fly the whole way. <clears throat> so my other worry is that if a Thane knows who we are and he sees us, he's going to be hot on our tail because we're going to give ourselves away. Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys are... It's hard to move Felix around. Uh, first thing I'd recommend is get off the road. Okay. It'll be more difficult to go through the woods, but 
it'll be is safer. It, is it gonna take longer too? Probably. Not if you can get Felix up and walking, which he should be able to walk about now. You just have to teach him how and get him to keep going. If he can't walk super well, I can wild shape into something that he can ride on for for and the eight hours we're walking. That's not a big deal. <clears throat> that would probably work out a little bit better. Okay. Maybe, I guess we'll just stick to the ground unless we get ambushed, I guess. Yeah, you and can still can... follow the road, just don't travel on it. Yeah. The road area is fairly safe as far as I know, but uh, if Ethane's patrolling the road itself and he knows you guys are on a slow wagon, he's gonna try to get ahead of you, I assume, and stop you, but if you don't ever show up with the wagon, hopefully you'll be able to slip past him. That's true. Uh, I'm gonna call ahead to, uh, to the cathedral, see if we can get someone to meet you partway. Um... What, uh... Can you guys show me, like, uh, an item? Something you're gonna keep on you? Something that they can locate? Uh... I take out, uh, Ace of Spades. That'll work. And Bosner looks at it, and you see him actually, like, write something down, or maybe draw it. And he's like, okay, uh... Yeah, I'll try to get somebody to meet you partway there. They should be able to get you there faster. This is not going the way I was hoping. Uh, by the way, uh, sorry I didn't reach out sooner, but we found Tristan. Oh, no. He, uh, he's alive. Oh, okay. But barely. At least he's okay. Yeah. From what we can gather, he saw the red dragon going for one of the villages, and he doubled back to try to warn everybody. He ended up getting pretty badly burned. Um, are you going to tell Ansem about this? About what? A thing. Uh, I think if I did, he'd go charging off into the wilderness to find I know. Him. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm thinking maybe we should keep this to ourselves right now. I'll, uh, I'll run it by Haley. She's more logical and she'll know actually no I think I'll run it by Ellen Estel first she'll know whether or not we should uh, tell him I'm worried Haley will run off too she's more responsible and logical but it's her dad okay uh... if you do come up against Molly Ethane uh I I encourage you to try to talk your way out of it I don't want him to hurt y'all and I don't want you to I don't want you to have to hurt him same yeah he's uh well Let's just say he's got enough experience to be a real threat to you folks. 
Okay. We'll keep that in mind. All Hopefully right. it doesn't come to that. Well, uh, if anything happens on this end, I'll have Ellen Estelle reach out to you folks. Um, I'll check in in a few hours just to make sure everything's okay. Okay. Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, we should be good. Right. Careful, and uh, if worse comes to worst, she ain't gonna like this, but if worse comes to absolute worst and you can't get out of there with Felix, leave him behind. Oof. Okay. It sounds cruel, but trust me when I say this can all be done again. Okay. That's awful. Um, it is awful, but... It, Lord Saris will explain. Okay. Alright. Take care, folks. Hope to hear from you in an hour. And he, or in a couple hours. And he shuts the mirror down. Mm-hmm.